Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Single Simulcast, episode 368. I'm Rashani. Uh, Shante's in the building. And uh, we're joined by the homeboy, Jeremy. Um, you know, I was on Twitter yesterday goofing around and uh, somehow fell into a wormhole that led me all the way back to Apple Podcasts. Don't ask me how one place led to another, but I did get there. And while I was there, I found out that we had two new reviews. Um, so thank you for those. Uh, we do take reviews. I mean, we're not out here asking for them, but if you leave them, we'll, we'll take them. It's like money. I'm not going to stand on the corner and beg, but if somebody put a hundred bucks in my hat, I'm not going to say I didn't ask for this. I don't think it depends if it depends on what they asked me to do. If they put a hundred dollars in my hat and they just walk away, it's all gravity. If they put a hundred dollars in my hat and they asked me to assassinate somebody, it's all gravity. But if they put a hundred dollars in my hat and they asked me to like eat it, uh, <laughs> like, like what's that place called hometown buffet. And I can't bring my own seasonings. That's when we got a problem. Uh, so I just want to thank, uh, April, um, MC, uh, for leaving us, uh, a review, a five-star review. Um, and she said that she wants to thank us for sharing our experiences and perspectives on various topics. Uh, she thoroughly enjoys our podcast, which is good because we do too. Um, if we didn't enjoy the podcast, it would be awkward. Um, but yeah, y'all can leave five-star reviews wherever y'all get podcasts at, unless you're on Spotify. I've never figured out how to leave a review on Spotify, even though Spotify has like all the podcasts in the world. So if somebody figures out how to leave a review on Spotify, leave us a review and then let me know how you did it. Um, and then let me know how I could check it so I can prove it. I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just saying I, I need to see palpable evidence. Um, Shante, how are you doing? I am. I just woke up from a nap. Well, just honesty hour. <laughs> I just so, woke up from just so, just just woke up from a nap. So you so woke up I'm, like this? Yeah. So I'm feeling slightly refreshed, but I'm also slightly perturbed because my kids. Right before we start to record, my kids want to start arguing with each other. So I was having to settle that. Mm, so. so. So I got activated because of the fires that are going on in California. You know, the job okay. that I have uh, frequently, like in the contract, it says you may get activated to work longer hours than usual, which I'm cool with because that means more money. But there's fires throughout California. Like it's fire right. season. Um, the sky right now is in that good old red sun muggy smoke inhalation area that it gets to in August. Um, so... I thought yesterday that I'd be getting activated to go into work at midnight uh, Saturday morning. I thought I'd be there now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I set my clock and I went to bed at 7.30 p.m. last night because I didn't find out till 6.30 because communication. Um, and I had my alarm set to go off at 10.30 so I could wake up at 11 o'clock and then leave uh, to go there. Uh Kid Awesome is studying from home, and he is um, usually studying in my room, so his computer is in my room. 
and he had to come and get his laptop out of my room. And it just so happened that the same time that my alarm was going off, he was just walking into my room. So when the alarm went off, he froze like directly in front of where I was laying. So as soon as I open my eyes, I'm looking right at somebody standing there looking at me and I screamed like, oh, oh no, oh, I scared him. I scared myself. It was bad. Like, I, I think I might have maybe probably I if I had a weapon, like. I'm pretty certain that I wouldn't, but I'm not quite certain that if I had a weapon and somebody was standing right next to me right when I woke up, I would not try and stab them. Like, I feel like it's a fight or flight sort of thing. And I'm not sure if you're a friend or an enemy. So I'm just going to stab you. (laughs) And then if you're a friend, I will take you for help. (laughs) And if you're an enemy, I'm like, gotcha, suckers. Like, there's no in between. (laughs) But I didn't have something to stab him with. And he was a friend. So... Um, he was like really apologetic and freaked out because I literally, ah, like I screamed in his face. Um, and then his mom called because she's still uh, downstairs while she's recovering from surgery. Um, right. And so she called and got on him about waking me up. And he was like, I didn't. And I could hear her talking through the phone and I could hear her talking downstairs. So that was a weird thing that was happening. And I was like, he didn't wake me up. The alarm went off. He just happened to be standing in the wrong spot. And she was like, did you stab him? And I was like, (laughs) my wife knows me very well. Um, So that happened. And then I found out. Right? Um, Y'all talk about squad goals. Y'all talk about spouse goals. But when your spouse knows that you'll stab a nigga. Including your own son. And understands. (laughs) Them squad goals right there. My wife and I have been through a lot. She almost got, oh, man. Remind me one day to tell y'all about the story of when Nisha almost punched me in her sleep. But it was cool because I was pretty close to punching her in my sleep, too. So we was about to go at it because we was each having separate nightmares at the same time. That was like a Freddy Krueger sort of thing. So (laughs) it seemed like we were in the same dream at the same time. Bottom line is when we woke up at the same exact time, we were, you ever see the end of Rocky Three where Apollo Creed and Rocky are dancing around the ring and they finally swing at each other and they have yeah, a painting yeah, yeah. of them about yeah. to connect? That's where we were. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, the bell was about to be rung for both of us. Um, and it's hard, to, it's hard, it is hard, let me tell y'all. It is hard to throw a punch while you're laying on your side in a bed but it it can be done you can get that torque (laughs) i don't know how she came with her left but i was going with the overhead right and i was i was coming quick so i'm glad we both woke up because she has uh she's a better fighter than i am um but yeah no i understand the whole i just woke up sort of thing and and then the kids are talking or or the kids are arguing or the worst one is when you get woken up before you want to because they're in the front having a party you got to go in there and shut the whole party down so you can go back to bed. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, if I'm asleep, there ain't no party happening. Um, but yeah. Jeremy, what's going on with you? Niggas. Told you so. <laughs> it, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I am uh, I'm full of uh, tequila and juice. So I'm in my happy place because the world is shitty right now. Always. And and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Missed y'all niggas. 
Missed you too, bro, bro. Hey, Shante. Hey. Missed you hey. too. I'm all right. I'm all right. So before uh, I before I let go, before I let go and let y'all start doing your uh, talks about whatever show you're going to uh, rail about this week, because it always happens. The two of y'all together are like um, dynamite <laughs> and a match. Um, I wanted to talk about a few things. One, I came to the conclusion very recently because I started playing Far Cry 5 because we bought uh, Devin a PlayStation 5 for his birthday. And one of the deals I had for a PlayStation 5, or PlayStation 4 rather, don't get excited people. Um, (laughs) PlayStation 4, and one of the deals I have for a PlayStation 4 is that you could get any five pre-owned games from GameStop and a PlayStation 4 Mm. uh, for 300 bucks. And so Mm -hmm. the pre-owned games, would it would be five for fifty dollars total and i know i feel a certain way about gamestop but i don't feel a certain way about getting five playstation 4 games for 50 bucks total so i went ahead and i was like yeah you can have the system i'm just gonna take the games um so i bought far cry 5 and need for speed which sucks and fire pro wrestling which sucks and uh call of duty black ops 3 which i'm not gonna play and Oh, border or uh, is it Borderlands? Borderlands three, which I gave to my eldest son, um, and finally started playing Far Cry Five today. And the game is dope. Like the beginning of it is really like the storyline is great. One of the things that really amuses me about Far Cry Five is that Far Cry one through four were all about a guy or a lady. You know, because you could choose your gender, I guess. You could choose your gender in this one. I don't know about another one, so I wasn't really paying attention. Or I really don't remember. But in this one, you could choose your gender, guy or girl. Um, But it's usually about a guy, a white guy, who is dropped in some indigenous third world country uh, where you got to fight brown people and overthrow a brown wizard or a brown person and somewhere along the line you gain like fire skills and wizardry and all that kind of stuff folks are okay with that far cry 5 however (laughs) far cry 5 however is about a uh white cult leader oh in the midst of montana (laughs) and you're fighting against a whole bunch of white people who are part of this cult and I don't know for sure but I'm pretty sure white people have lost their shit about this privately like I feel like this is the game that they're like how dare they every white person isn't a cult leader (laughs) everybody in Montana isn't like this and I'm like you can't prove it but um I mean first of all who the fuck even goes to Montana Joe (laughs) (laughs) goodbye (laughs) (laughs) Um, don't get me started but it's a state um the state of joe i didn't forget um but so in the game you go through like far cry have either y'all ever played a far cry game no i haven't played it at all no i have not okay so a far cry game is like an open world action game um Mm -hmm. where you start off as with no powers and as time goes on you can level up and stuff like that till you have like all the powers right now i have no powers so 
I am running through a forest and I am trying to get away from people who are trying to kill me because the cult leader said, kill him. That's how it works. And so I'm running through a forest. And then I realized at one point that I'm no longer running uh, because they're no longer chasing me. So I crouched down. And it tells me that the place I need to get to is like 200 meters away. And I crouch walk the entire way. And that's when it dawned <laughs> on me that when I play video games, even when I play Call of Duty, even when I play Fortnite, like any video game, that's a first person shooter, I'm crouch walking the entire time. Like I don't <laughs> run. Um, and I know that the 200 meter walk, crouch walk that I had in Far Cry took me about 15 minutes. There were no enemies around me. I didn't care. I crouch walked the entire way. And then when I got to the building that it was telling me to get to, the only person that was in there was a, a, a friend of mine uh, from the very, from the intro of the game. Um, so I knew I was safe in the building, but I still crouch walked um, because I knew that somebody was going to eventually come in and try and kill me. And they did. And I was crouching and I shot him in the dick. It was great. Um, and then I had to crouch walk to the window so then I could help fight off people while he ran to a truck. And then I jumped out the window and I died because I realized that I was still crouch walking as I was going yeah. to the truck <laughs> instead of running like I should have. So I got pumped full of bullets. You know what I'm um, amazing, Rashawn? Right? So the game loads up again. And it's like, yeah, help me. Get me to the, to the, um, help me get to the truck. So this time I don't crouch. Um, and I get pumped full of bullets, but I use a med kick to, halt, to heal myself and I get into the truck. And then I hit the same crouch button <laughs> once I got into the truck. So once we got through that part, then I got out and I started crouch walking again. And I'm just like crouch walking everywhere. Like I just realized that's my thing in games. I don't walk. And um, if I could, I'd probably lay down and just Rambo crawl across the uh the ground but it, it stops you from going prone for too long but i don't want to get shot like i feel like a video game a first person shooter is me and me in real life i don't want to don't want to get shot if i could crouch down i'm a crouch in real life so why wouldn't i do that for this person i should care about them like i care about myself that's what jesus said crouching nigger hidden bullets right <laughs> right the white folks can get shot. I'm going to duck all the way from here to Madagascar if I want to. Um, the other thing, let me see. There were three, four, five things I wanted to talk about. Two of them were like, cut, cut, there on the intranet. Um, oh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about. Very important. I uh, need y'all to know this. The 90s, music in the 90s, all of the music in the 90s. If you listen to an R&B song in the 90s and you liked it, that's cool. I'm not going to fight you on it because chances are I liked it too. But if you go back and you listen to damn near any R&B song from the 90s, chances are it was a stalker-ass song. And it never stops uh, getting me when I find out that a song that I used to enjoy in hindsight, which, you know the podcast comes out this Sunday, whatever. Um, really check it out. Leave five stars and stuff. Uh, thanks to the people who already have on Apple podcasts. I saw that. Um, but I was listening to a playlist that I have for while I'm cooking. It's my cooking playlist it's on Spotify. It's dope. But um, Pretty Brown Eyes came on. 
by mm-hmm. Men Condition. <laughs> and when you first hear that song, you're like, this is the prettiest song in the world. This and You, Swing, you Send Me Swangin' were like Men Condition's go-to songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, You Send Me Swangin'. It's still just the bop. Pretty brown eyes, not so much. Yeah, you see me swinging, age pretty good. Pretty brown eyes. Hmm? Shantae, do you remember pretty brown eyes? I just remember the chorus. Here we so go. Easy. Hold on one second. Oh, God. Too loud or too quiet? It's just loud. It's not too loud. Yeah. Honestly, you can Pause. Start right there. <laughs> Pretty brown eyes, you know that I see you. It's a disguise the way you treat me. See, when you say you don't like me, you're really lying. <laughs> right. I'm going to keep it's lying. Like, you say you don't like me, but it's like I know you fucking lying. I know you lying. <laughs> I got my fresh haircut on. Look at me. Look nah, at me. You have this. to say dread. Cause remember, Stokely had them dreads. Right. He didn't, <laughs> cut, it, he didn't cut his hair to like they fourth album i think you wanted to yeah keep holding on to your thoughts of rejection nigga stop it <laughs> right you're thinking about rejecting me but i know you don't mean it because you won't be like, every time i come around you you're holding on to these same thoughts of rejection have you changed your mind yet no okay cool i'll come back next week right <laughs> not even next week i'll come back like for uh, like an hour later also let's talk about the fact that i don't know your name pretty brown eyes Hey, pretty brown. Pretty, hey, you, no, okay. You keep telling me that your time is always taken. Yeah. I love that line. You keep telling me that your time's always taken, but when we go to the same spots because I'm following you, you ain't never with nobody. Yeah, this is stalkerish. Yeah. This is stalkerish. <laughs> it is like, very stalkerish. Like it's it's definitely yeah, it's definitely uh you know, street harassment. Cat call one on one. Yeah, because you know, because at first, you know, listening to it, your thoughts of rejection, it sounds like it 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 sounded like she thinks that she is going to be rejected. Right. You know, but therefore, you but 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 like, then you keep going, but then it keeps going, and it's just yeah. like I see you out all alone, and it's just like, yeah, she's just trying to let you know that she's not really in the right, right mind state to be with somebody right now, but you're trying to talk her out of her you're own that, or she thinks you ugly. <laughs> Hold on, it turns out she's actually scared to shit. Hold on. No, it isn't. <laughs> your heart is pounding i'm just gonna assume that it's with desire but it's really pounding with adrenaline and fear because i've cornered you again pretty brown right pretty brown eyes yo hey remember me bob hey i saw you at the club a few weeks ago uh and at your house 
you said you got a man, but there's nobody who you ain't got no hat or coat on the what? So this song, I can I can do this all day. Like I really feel like I need to make a podcast where I just talk about songs that hit me differently, and then I realize they're really horrible songs. But that's what the podcast hindsight is about. It's about movies right now. We'll probably get the music later. Next best lines coming up right now. trying to hide what wait you see your eyes looking for a hiding place like what exactly wait what you hear the pounding of her heart again she's telling your she's telling her friends look this dude is literally stalking me he's not my man he's not a friend of mine help she lying y'all me deep down inside deep down inside she like it she like me a lot and then the course after that um he says i want to know one thing will you be with me and then it says here comes my darling here comes romance and here comes my love and please honey will you dance none of this sounds consensual this relationship is not two-sided at all yeah yeah that's the thing with hindsight and like knowing music in 2020 like yeah, a lot of things that we liked in the 90s, shit, even early 2000s, they were VV problematic. Because mm-hmm. I love Mint Condition, I love that song, but yeah, it is, it is, it is quite literally a stalker, a stalker anthem. Yeah, it does. With a live, with a live band. Yeah, like you know, he like Stokely is singing, but it's he's not. singing like a motherfucker. But what he's singing about <laughs> is like, ooh, ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's definitely trying to convince someone ab- about to 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 change their feelings. Yeah, yeah. Co- coercion. Yeah, definitely. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, this ain't this ain't really how relationships are supposed to be, or you know, telling yeah, people even, just courtship in general. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you not you, you know, you telling your friends that you don't really fuck with me, and it's just like maybe that's because it's true. Like, she, no, she's telling her friends, help me, cause this nigga is creepy. I feel like this the song that Dwayne Wayne was singing to himself when he went to break up uh, Whitley's marriage. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> what? Oh man, I haven't that, really seen. Enough. I haven't. I haven't seen that. Well, oh, not, sure that, I haven't, not, that not that. Not that I haven't seen it, but I mean, it's been a long time since I have revisited it compared to, it seems like the internet, like a lot of the internet has revisited a different world and everything. And it's just like, yeah, I haven't sat and watched, went through that, but I, you know, I see the, I see the gifs. I'm pretty certain that it's going to be on Netflix. 
I was about to say, because speaking of revisiting, everything is on Netflix. Yeah, all it took was them realizing that black folks um, matter. Right. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, we're going to put every black show on here all at once. It's not even February. Prepare yourself. (laughs) It's not even February. Rejoice, niggers. Right? Coming from the people who brought you nothing. (laughs) <laughs> we start with the Jamie Foxx movie that no one asked for. Right. Now, then, if you really want my attention, you should have put the Jamie Foxx show. Now, that would have got me out. That would have got my attention. Yeah. And then after that, Mo to the Eat, which I never saw. I never watched Moesha. Now, I will say I have thoroughly enjoyed the time of uh, the internet of uh, reliving and rewatching Moesha as a family. Because I enjoy any and all Frank Mitchell slander. <laughs> worst TV dad of all time. Even worse than James. Damn, damn, damn. You are doing amazing, Rashad. I'm so glad Thank you did that. You. Thank you. James was just, James was coming up in a hard time. Frank apparently had no excuse. And um, I, I never saw, like, it was me and my brother. Who the fuck is going to choose to watch Moesha? Which one of us is going to be like, yeah, we watching Moesha tonight? Like, between that and Sports Center, we were watching Sports Center like five times a night because we liked how different sportscasters announced the same fucking clips in different ways. That that's how my teenage years were spent. Not with the O to the E to the. I do know that she hung out with a lot of thug niggas though, which probably drove Frank crazy. That's all I know about the the show, that she popped up with uh, Shody Doo-Wop, whatever his name is from Onyx. Yeah. And that then did was, happen. And then another guy, like just straight up. Out the out the drought niggas. Speaking of out the drought niggas, uh, Bootsy Badass got banned from uh, Instagram. Finally, oh. won't he do it? Finally, and um, he was he was quite put out about it. Um, My God is an old time God. Yes, he. <laughs> oh, yes, he. It was a long time coming, but um, one thing that happened was what did uh, he get he got, banned for? Do we know? It wasn't for him having telling girls to strip down butt naked, uh, and it wasn't for him saying horribly transphobic things about uh, Zaya Wade. So I'm not sure. Um, according to this. Uh, he just said that, that bosses need to talk to bosses. Uh, he didn't say why he got banned, but that he needs to talk to Mark Zuckerberger. Mm. Mm. Yeah. He he also said that uh, if he did something wrong, uh, Mark Zuckerberger needs to just go ahead and uh, send him to uh, Instagram orientation because um, that's what a boss does. Oh, and he thinks that his uh, his his Instagram ban is a, reportedly because of his recent streak of posts with links to his OnlyFans account. So wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa! Excuse me. 
Yeah. yeah. His what? His OnlyFans. I'm sure it's not him. But yeah, it wasn't for him talking about. Be a goddamn serial killer to be subscribed to a boosie only. What? It, it, it wasn't him getting banned for admitting that he paid a woman to perform sex acts on his underage son. You know, it wasn't for him saying transphobic things or homophobic things. But yeah, he 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 almost reminded me of um, Young Buck when he got kicked out of G Unit. Like I don't know what I did. They just took my Instagram. Mark Zuckerberg, I need to talk to you. Bosses need to talk to boss. I don't know what I did, but I need my Instagram back. I don't even know what I did, but this is how I feed my family. Mark, do not do this to 2020. Do not take boots off Instagram. We need to talk, Mark. You need to take me to orientation or something, but you can't put me out of school. This is how I feed my family. We ain't making no show money, Mark Zuckerberg, or none of the rappers. I need my Instagram back, man. Mark, I need my Instagram back. Mark Zuckerberg. I told everybody, call Mark Zuckerberg, at him right now. Tell him, call my assistant. We need to talk. I need my Instagram. I got people money I got to post. Mm. Now, okay. um, I tried to call Mark Zuckerberg uh, for Boosie, but apparently Mark's number's not posted on Instagram or Facebook, so the number I called went to GameStop. Um, also, oh, gosh, where do we start? Who the fuck goes to a Boosie badass show? What music is he doing? I don't know. People probably still fuck with it. What hits he got? I mean, ever. I'm not talking about like now. I'm talking about in the history of ever. I only know him from like people making fun of him. I'm going to look. Boosie. I spelled Boosie wrong because it's a stupid ass name. Boosie. It's people that fuck with Boosie. I mean, mean, yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, before he became, well, I mean, he always been ignorant, but like before he came, like became like harmfully ignorant and stupid. It was people that fuck with his music. Now yeah. I don't think he has a lot of like hits that you would like consider like national hits. Um, like it's more of a regional thing, but because probably the most thing he's known for is his verse on, on White Man Down. Independent. Oh, sorry. No. His verse on White Me Down, which that ain't even his song, but he got the best verse on it, probably. Mm-hmm. The most recognizable, well-known verse. You know, um, when somebody's verse is so good on somebody else's song that they take that song and they put it on their album, I feel like that's like not the way that this is supposed to work. Like, if I let you guess on my song, on my track, and you take my track and you put it on your album. Now people aren't buying my album because they bought your album because your album's better than my album. I'd be kind of put out. But I know he was on that INDEP, which came out in like 2009, 2008. When he was Lil Boosie. Now he's really Boosie. 
I mean, that's sometimes that's all it takes, especially especially when it comes to people who are famous. You know, people like famous people. And if you got one song, you can do appearances and, and all that different kind of stuff and you can make make some bread. It's just that now listening to him, listening to the the recording and him talking about people that he's got opposed, it's just like, okay, clearly Bootsy has become some type of influencer and and he's and now he's not he's not gonna be getting that Instagram ad money that he might have been getting prior to this. So now I understand, you know, why he's like, Oh, this is how I feed my family. Which who knew that Bootsy was even being reached out to in that kind of way. Right. But, like who the fuck wants to hear what the fuck Boosie got to say? But I mean, I don't know. I mean, because I doubt he's well, I don't know. Maybe he's posting Amazon, you know, Amazon ads or or I mean maybe I mean maybe he really is like being reached out to by, you know, people and he's endorsing things and you know, maybe not flat tummy tea, but you know, some shit, you know, something. Little Boosie that... wants you to buy juicy juice. No, okay. But yeah, I, I, don't, well, I, don't, I don't I don't I mean I don't you, know. You, yeah, I mean we're damn sure in full his music because niggas ain't streaming his shit no more like they you like they used to. So I guess get it get it how you live, nigga, but I mean Honestly, fuck Boosie, to be honest. Yeah, so. I do. I I mean, I do wonder how he got suspended. You know, got banned. I mean, if it really is just, I mean, if it really is just about OnlyFans, then you know that it might be though. It might be that because Instagram is like real, like strict about that. Because like I remember, I post, I want, I wanted to post a meme on my close friends. And I tried to post it, and Instagram was like, "This is not appropriate." And I'm like, "Nigga, it ain't. Mm-hmm. It's, it literally, it ain't even like nobody nude or nothing. <laughs> like it's just a picture and yeah. a taste for one at that. Like the fuck." Yeah, so, and that, um, and, and that's the other thing about Instagram. And I, but that's the other thing about Instagram and Facebook that even though Bootsy is yes. trash, even though Bootsy is trash, it's possible that he could be. Uh, not unlawfully, but you know that kind of word. But he shouldn't be suspended for whatever he's doing because Instagram and Facebook will suspend people for all kinds of stupid shit and ban people for all kinds of stupid shit. And yeah. but when you find, but when you're trying to report, you know, racism or abuse or hate speech, they're up there telling you like, yeah, this doesn't violate our terms of service. We can't do anything. So I, I mean, I really am curious, you know, why he he got banned compared uh, to other people it it says that he also did things like go on live instagram live uh-huh. and ask women to put their pussy lips on camera okay so they okay so they just getting they getting him out of here for being inappropriate they just probably just yeah last it last took him a long time because he was yeah. doing that for a good minute yeah but i mean now they actually care Right. Do they care or do they want to be performative? That's the they, question. They're being performative. There's a big yeah. difference. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, speaking of niggas who want to be performative, um, so Tory Lane is a fuck up. 
and he's a piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> and uh, oh, hands can be seen for little man wherever he's at. But apparently there's a lot of niggas out there who are now like Tory Lane fans. And I just, I have questions. They're not Tory Lane's fans. They just hate black women. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of, it's like, you cannot root for niggas for too long or at all. Because I'll be damned. Like, I don't, like, I don't. Don't really know Tory Lanez musically like that. Like I thought him and Bryson Tiller were the f- same nigga for a long time, and like he's featured on a couple of songs that I like by other artists. But the only really reference I have of him, I have two references of Tory Lanez. One that video of him standing up and he was the same height as when he was sitting down when he was with Sway. <laughs> yeah. <And>, uh, <laughs> And the other one being like he was one of the few black celebs who, when the protests and riots popped off after the murder of uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and countless others, like he was one of the few black celebs who was like not being a coon. Mm-hmm. And like he had niggas root for him, myself included. And then he do this. God fucking. Damn it, you can't root for niggas because they will disappoint you every fucking time. Damn it. And apparently niggas is like full on showing shoulders, not even their ass. They showing crack all the way up to their shoulders because one nigga said, I like Megan the Stallion, but no way should she have snitched on Tori. See, she came out on Instagram and was like, Tori shot me because niggas were saying that she made it up. So she had to literally come on Instagram Live and talk about how he shot her, but she didn't say anything because she didn't want him or her to get harmed by the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she didn't have to. She got bullied into because people yeah. are fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, like Megan posted like her like foot from like when he shot her, and that was the last thing I needed to see on the internet. But the fact that she felt that she had to. Because people were, like you said, and by people I mean niggas, saying she faked it and that, you know, doubting, basically not believing that she was a victim of of a nigga shooting her and still not believing her, and now saying that she's a snitch. Like, first of all, it's niggas saying that she a snitch from a fucking cubicle. You don't know shit about no goddamn street code, nigga. You have a nine to five. That's my <laughs> move. That's that's number one. Nigga, you up here typing reports some goddamn well. You don't know nothing about no street niggas. That's number one. And number two, well, that's the thing. She's not a street nigga. She is a a black woman who was victim of a black man shooting her for trying to walk away after an argument. Like, and the fact that she didn't want, first of all, the fact that and I, I can't believe who I can't. I mean, I can't remember who said this. I think it was Mac. Shout out to Mac. Um, I think it was him who said, like, one, we should not. It should not be lost on us how useless the police were in this situation. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, they were they were useless to Megan. They were useless to um, Kylie. Um, useless to um, excuse me. Honestly, useless to even Tori and his bodyguard. Or her bodyguard. I, I, I forget which. Because it was Tori, somebody's bodyguard, either Megan or his. Kylie and uh, Megan in the car. Um, but the police were basically useless to everybody in that fucking vehicle. 
um, they for damn sure was useless to Megan. Uh, so that's one reason why she didn't want to cooperate. The other reason she didn't want to cooperate, I mean, well, not cooperate, she didn't want to say anything initially is because, like you said, she didn't, she didn't want anybody in that car suffering from police brutality because that is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the situation that a lot of black women are put in because though though you know those domestic violence statistics they don't lie um men black men um are the biggest threat to the safety of black women you know you look at the intimate partner uh you look at the domestic violence statistics and how many black women suffer from violence from intimate partners and most black women you know mate with black men so you know tldr niggas ain't shit um but the fact that she felt that she had to protect everybody because a black man harmed her is a reality that many black women face. And the fact that niggas are once again proving that we are the weakest link, but then get mad when called the weakest links and that black that men are trash and specifically black men and get called out on misogyny and massage noir and things of that nature, uh, you get mad. But then see how you act. Mm-hmm. See how you act. See how you react when it's not necessarily you, but because you identify as a black man and a black man is being trash. And it is a, it is a pattern of many black men throughout history being trashed towards black women because of misogyny. You get mad. You get mad and you call it a, you call it a quote unquote gender war. Nigga, patriarchy was was a thing before a lot of you niggas have been born. It's been a gender war with men winning, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, and also too, it's not just, it's it's men, it's, it's Megan not being believed, telling the truth, and then them turning around and telling her that she was wrong for telling the truth. So she's basically between a rock and a hard place. And Man, so either and, and, and either way, the go, what they want, what she is supposed to do is basically eat shit. What regard whatever it is. It's like, it's like you know what, you got shot, you should just be quiet or and never say anything. You need to just you need to accept this mistreatment and not say anything about it. That's what and you're supposed to do. And that's fuck exactly, that's, that. Right. But that's, but that's what black men who don't care about black women, that's what they want them to do. It's like, you know, you're supposed to shut the fuck up. You're, you're supposed to accept this mistreatment and you're supposed to shut the fuck up. Because and that's it. black. Yep. But yet black men don't extend that, don't extend that, um, that grace and, and solidarity to the, the uh the other way no not at all not at all not at all you know it's it's questions it's prove it to me it's what do you mean how so you know whenever a black woman is is speaking on her plight it's 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 uh it's rebuttals rather than listening you know and megan is just a a a, a big thing and a microcosm of that 
as far as like what black women collectively have to face that there's you know obviously every black woman has not been shot in the foot but there's lots of black women who have been hurt by people that they thought were safe and had to grapple with whether or not they should say anything and had to grapple with the people around them creating a narrative or going with a narrative that was created by someone else rather than coming to them and expressing care and saying, hey, what happened? Are you okay? It's just like, nah, this person over here, it was this. And they don't even give her a second thought. They just, they already got the story. They've already decided what it's going to be. You know, and it sucks. And it sucks that she's having to go, go through all this. Yep. The fact that you niggas had more to say about WAP than this nigga Tory being abusive. And honestly, and I didn't even notice until like everything came to a head, but apparently he has a history of being abusive. Mm. So like the fact that niggas were up in arms about WAP, but not about this black man being abusive towards a black woman. It's very telling. Also very telling, not only just regular niggas, niggas in hip-hop. I mean, I don't expect much, but you mu- these niggas had everything to say about WAP, but not a goddamn thing to say about Tori shooting Megan. Not a fucking thing. Looking at you, CeeLo. <laughs> you goddamn Buddha-shaped bitch. There's some but other niggas too, are. but I can't I can't name them right now. Why not? I mean, seriously, why not? <laughs> Chance started I don't listen to the show. No, nah, it's it's because I can't think of them because my mind uh, bad. Okay, if I could think of them off the top of my head, I would. I mean, other than Barack Obama, but he didn't do nothing. He listened <laughs> to the show, <laughs> unless that was a bot. I'm going to hope that it wasn't um, Biden who retweeted. <laughs> it was Obama with a zero. <laughs> I got excited. I don't know. Like, let me have my moment, Jeremy. Uh, fine, but yeah, niggas. Also, uh, <laughs> also Trey Songs. Speaking of abusive, Trey Songs. Mm-hmm. What happened with Trey Songs? Well, um, there was a young lady who was on a podcast. Um, I don't know the name of the podcast or whatever. And she told a story where um, she um, engaged in some um, fellatio activities um, with a man. And then some other men came around and she engaged in fellatio activities with them. Um, and then... Um, I believe Trey Songs was one of the men. And he um basically from from what I gather from what I listened to and what I gather um there was consent but then she, you know, revoked consent to some of the things that they did which, you know, consent is ongoing just because you consent to one thing that doesn't mean you consent to the other and um, Mr. Songs was not um with that, from my understanding, and 
she the young lady really didn't accuse him of anything um if anything she was just kind of like he was creepy and like took her phone and you know basically some kind of unsavory things and then mr songs got on the internet um basically like y'all really believe birds da 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 and like mm-hmm. kind of went full like guilt i ain't no kind of he went full guilty nigga like he posted screenshots and text messages and dms between the two um first of all he really didn't not really proving anything other than the fact that he let non-black women call her nigger i mean call him nigger oh um, my god really yeah and also like putting her number out there multiple times assuming that still is her number um so yeah um he did that and it honestly is just like a a repeated pattern of stories about Mr. Songs where he don't he either at at best has creepy behavior around women and at worst just flat out does not respect their consent. Um, he has allegations against him that include battery, sexual assault, um, at worst, and at best, like I say, just being overall creepy and taking people's phones and da-da-da-da. So, which tying it back to Megan, it was kind of weird when people, um, like, remember when, like, Megan, like, he was hanging out with Megan and Jordan Woods and stuff like that, and people were side eyeing him because one, he's an old ass nigga, like mm-hmm. ten plus years. They're 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 senior, and then two, he got all these allegations about his behavior around women, to where it's like, nigga, what are you doing? That old hanging around these young ladies, especially with the rumors about your behavior. Um, so yeah, that's what Trey did on the internet. And, uh, yeah, he reacted like a guilty nigga. Cause I, cause if, cause he was like, you know, I, you know, I want to speak, I want to speak up for real victims where you're not doing it by putting somebody's number out there like that. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as he put that number out there, like it was people in his mentions defending him, which, you know, we do in the society because we love to defend men, you know, with questionable behavior and stuff. And some of his fans, defenders was posting them calling and or texting mm-hmm. that number that he put out again, assuming that the, that's still the, that young lady's number. And he did that on purpose. Right. Just like an abusive nigga. So he didn't really prove anything except for the fact that there's validity to what people um say about him. And also that he is, um, yeah, he got abusive tendencies. Yeah, there you go. Trash ass nigga. Can't go too far without finding another one. Like, damn. I don't even get my hopes up anymore. Um, 
so Monica and Kim Kardashian are working to get uh, C. Murder out of jail. Uh, Kim Kardashian made the announcement on Sunday that she was teaming up with Monica and two powerhouse attorneys to hashtag free Corey Miller, uh, noting that new evidence has been brought forth contradicting his guilty conviction since his original trial in 2002. Uh, Said that since his trial, witnesses have recanted and new evidence of his potential innocence has come to life or come to light. Um, and she said, true justice for the young man requires that the person who actually killed him be held responsible and that Corey Miller be returned home to his kids. Um, the jury convicted Corey 10 to 2, and he was sentenced to life in prison. If his trial was today, the jury would have to be unanimous for him to be convicted. Um, and Monica explained in a lengthy post how she came to ask him for help after a conversation with Lala Anderson. Uh, quote, see murder and I are bonded by truth, honesty, and loyalty. There has never been a promise broken and I vowed to seek help. After a tearful conversation with Lala, uh, the fuck? After a tearful conversation with Lala and I spoke to, she and I spoke to Kim Kardashian and I explained why I knew Corey was innocent. I shared that there are a lot of issues in Corey's case to speak to his innocence, including witnesses, recanting his testimony, DNA not matching an attended to jury. Uh, Corey deserves to come home to his kids and be the father that they need, be the artist and the leader he's always been, as well as spread hope to those who have experienced this. Um, Corey then came back and said thank you to uh, Monica, who he calls Moses. Uh, I guess it's because she's guiding him to the promised land. Um, but Moses, when they took me, I told you go live your life because you didn't deserve what the system was about to do to me. You still stood for me without me asking, created a team that could change the outcome of a very unfair fate. You have been forever true, TRU, because you know the group, <laughs> uh, one in a lifetime. Uh, Monica, Denise got them saying, hashtag free Corey Miller. Uh, but Master P uh, has words to say. Um, <laughs> a lot of words. A lot about of sex this whole words. situation. Yeah. In a seven-minute video, uh, Master P, whose real name is Percy Miller, alleged that his brother had put his friends over his family, and the frustration has been building for years. Uh, Percy stated that C. Murder was quick to send love to Kardashian and his ex-girlfriend Monica, but not to his family, and calling him ungrateful. Mm. Said what mm. I am going. Hmm? Mm. No, I'm just just making. I'm just like going. Mm, like okay. He said, "I am not going through that no more for ungrateful people. I'm an ATM. I get it. That's what I am. I'm an ATM, and I'm a square because I'm not in the hood. I'm only not in the hood because I did the right thing." Mm. Uh, in the rant, Master P specifically called out Monica for jumping in the forefront of C. Murder's release and Hart only after getting divorced. Percy seems to take issue with his brother renewing his relationship with the singer because he feels like she wasn't a real ride or die. Oh, mm. but oh. if okay, mm. go ahead. So, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, the weekend. Well, I mean, I guess I'm just confused. It's just like if the truth is Monica reached out to Kim Kardashian and now Kim Kardashian with whatever kind of access power that she has is helping T 
to get see murder home i don't understand the beef (laughs) i mean unless they've been unless it's not true you know that that i don't i don't understand what the what the prop i don't i'm confused how can somebody be ungrateful for somebody when somebody else is doing something for them like like you not even i don't know i'm just confused i'm really confused <laughs> p said you got to have a heart for people who really helped you monica just got divorced last year so i'm thinking like that's your ride or die that's cool if that's the way you feel when Monica okay, so top wind of uh, so he, hmm? I mean, <laughs> so see, it's so see, it sounds like see, it's you know what this sounds like. This sounds like he's upset that Monica lived her life, you know, because she was with Shannon, what is it, Shannon Brown or whichever whichever basketball player she was with, yeah, and whatever was and whatever, yeah, and whatever you know, she she's lived her life while C Murder has been in jail, and now that she is divorced she is back, you know, trying to help him and everything. But what that sounds like to me is just, you know, it sounds like Master P is taking that as disrespect or whatever. Like she should have just stayed down, quote unquote, and never been with anybody or did anything. And then possibly, you know, and maybe fought for C murder or whatever. But now that she's, it sounds like her being divorced sounds like being like her living her life sounds like that's where the problem is like because he's criticizing her and saying like whether you know like that's your ride or die i Which would like, agree with that shantae if she herself wasn't calling herself his ride or die like that's the thing she herself is saying like she was you know, his ride or die and all that's like, no, nah, girl, you want to live your life, which you are well within your right to do, but yeah. that you're not a ride or die. And <laughs> if you went on to live your even, life. And then right, the other but, thing is, the other thing is like, he, he's saying it in a real sassy way. And of course, I mean, he a man, so he's not going to really like say it like in a eloquent or poignant way. But we all know how niggas in jail love to like, prey on women essentially and especially women in a vulnerable vulnerable state like monica who like Uh you said just went through a divorce hell i just seen her um like go through like the um like the recall of that shit on that um family hustle show that she uh be on with uh ti and tiny and shit so like it is extremely possible that see murder is just like like they just reconnected now because mm-hmm. they Mon- her, Monica is you know essentially free now right and you know we know if nothing else we know niggas in jail love to be like hey big head <laughs> so you know like it's 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 messy honestly this Honestly, it comes down to like this is two people who got each other number and could have kept this off social media. That's number one. True. And and number two, it honestly could go either way. It could be Master P in the wrong. It could be Monica doing a lot, which honestly is probably a combination of the two. But at the end of the day, we did not need to know any of this. You niggas got each other's number. Y'all could contact each other. You niggas could have kept this off of goddamn Instagram. Sure. I just don't. Un- I just. 
I mean, because it doesn't, you know, because with the stuff that Master P is saying, it doesn't sound like he's saying that she's lying. You know, because that's what I feel like the content. That's where it feels like I would expect something. It, that's where it feels like it should be something shouldn't be true for him to be feeling this way. And it's just, I don't know. This shit is odd. And then, you know, her saying that she's a ride or die or whatever. I mean, yeah, maybe ride or die means that she should just never uh, be with anybody else. But I also think that maybe it could just mean that she still cares about him. Like that's like she never stopped yeah. caring about him. And yeah. that maybe that's where she's coming from with it. That she never, you know, that as soon as she could care about him publicly, mm. she's caring about him publicly. You know, that she wasn't, you know, that she was while she was married clearly she couldn't be going up for see murder she's married but now that she's not she's ready to be yeah she's ready to be publicly going up for him and so i just don't i just don't i don't understand it's just it's it's a very odd beef i think that's really what it is it's just like here's this person advocating for your brother and unless she lying i don't understand why you mad at either one of them i don't i just don't I don't understand why you mad at either one of them unless it's it because it also could be an ego thing too it's like how dare you not how dare you look for help someplace else it's, it's and then especially with the kardashians you know it's right one of contention whenever they involved and that's it, you know which i mean that's, that's their own fault Sure. And that's valid. If you got a problem with the Kardashians or something, or you think it's going to turn into something that it, that, yeah, that it shouldn't be, or he's not going to be advocated well for by them. That makes sense too. But he, that also ain't what he's saying. It seems like he mad that he is interacting with Monica in this way. And he's mad at Monica interacting with him in this way. And it somehow has something to end and see murder is ungrateful, but it's like ungrateful for what? I'm, sh- I mean, what is he supposed to do? I don't, I just, I, mean, I don't understand. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, what can he possibly do? It's just, if you could, the nigga, he don't have that many options. Yeah. It's just like, if you being master, because that's the other thing to him saying like, Oh, because I got out the hood and cause that's ego. That's, yeah. that's you projecting whatever you think people are saying about you in regards to this situation, whether it's related or not, because that's why it's just, con- it's a confusing kind of beef. It just doesn't make any sense. It has, it sounds like it has nothing, it, it, it has more to do with how he feels about himself or his, or whatever he thinks the, his perception is outside that maybe, maybe what his problem is, is that he's supposed to be Master P, you know, capital letters, moneyed and all this different kind of Mr. stuff. Mr. Percy. Yes, he's supposed to have all this stuff, but he couldn't make the move to get his brother out of jail. That's like you you probably move around like you got all this power, but you really don't. And so here's and and also and here's these two women advocating on behalf of your brother, making you look like you ain't got the power that you up here saying that you might be thinking that you have. And um, Monica uh, came through and was like, I've been respectful towards you uh, and you refuse to do the same. You cannot speak on me because you don't know me, Monica said in the comment section of Masterpiece video. I've only conversed with Silk the Shaka, which for that, I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> like when you have to say like when you have to say that like i've conversed with silk the shock instead of you like we have we we are we are in a very tumultuous state of being <laughs> i talked with silk the shock and he made like five unnecessary ad libs and then tried to say i'm gonna go get in my car and then walked away and i was just like that nigga ain't right um I've only conversed with Silk. This matters between you men, your brothers. Leave me out of this because my efforts have been the same. I just didn't see the need to post it. Check the visiting list from the Paris and Angola to Hunter Berry. Ask his children. You responded before you read. He's never not been able to hit me, my brother, or my mother and get what he needs. Focus on his freedom. And a final word, Master P came back, though, because that's what he do. He responded to Monica after she said that. And he was like, uh, and pointed out that she was married twice since his brother was in jail. So you can't be a ride or die. See? Mm-mm. Speaking of truth is not being disrespectful. It's just reality. Uh, is it though? Um, <laughs> Monica, is it though? Like speaking the truth isn't disrespectful? Wait, what? Why do I always get, why do I get so many whoopings then? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> is it though? You ugly. Wait, why the bell coming out? It's the truth. It's not disrespectful. Mama, let's be friends. He had it coming. Look at his teeth. Why is she getting the belt now? Mama, mama, mama. My name's Kunta Kente. Um, I don't know you, and I ain't trying to get to know you just for the record. You said that you've been on C's visiting list since Parish. That's over 18 years. And how long you known Kim K? You just got your BFF to send out a tweet. I guess better now than never. And you've been married twice during that time. So you are his ride or die. You or any other woman don't have to prove your loyalty to our family if your agenda's real and it's to help him out and do it and quit talking. Which is what she said in her post, that she did it and didn't post about it. But um, So an update. Master P has since offered up an apology to Monica for dragging her into his beef with his brother. Uh, quote, we're doing too much positive to have to deal with the negative. I have no beef with Monica Denise. Don't why the fuck? What? Um, she got caught up in some family drama that we have to fix, and I am mad enough to admit that. No family's perfect. We all go through turmoil, but with God, all things are possible. I love my brother and can't wait till he gets home. We can't allow the devil to steal our joy. We're bigger than this. At Silt the Shocker. At Sea Murder. R.I.P. Big Mama. And... See? Mm-mm. That's his ego. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He mad that how dare he go about go about this in another way. And make him look bad. That's what this is. That he's not really at the forefront of him getting well, out. Chili. Uh, I should like be the one getting you out. I'm Percy Miller, motherfucker. Like I said, he didn't go about it in the right way. Um, but is there see, a right way to go about that? Yes, because I had to hit my hit the group chat and shout out to Tay and uh, Candice. Like. Again, it it's because Monica called herself his right sees ride or die first, but then as soon as she did that, this nigga got like 14 other women saying the exact same thing, which like I said, niggas who are in jail love to <laughs> love to get women to claim them to get them on their books. 
Okay, like, but I'm not hearing anything that makes it sound like that's Monica's fault. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, Master P jumped down Monica's throat. Like I said, he didn't go about it the right way. <laughs> Did you not hear me when I said that, Rashad? I said he didn't go about it the right way because he's a man, and normally we don't know how to approach shit the right way. Like, he could have been like, hey, yo, Monica, I wouldn't, like, be going like this hard for this nigga because like this my brother and I know he ain't shit this nigga got like 14 other women doing the exact same shit that you do trying to claim to be his ride or die so uh sis like pump your brakes a little bit that's what he could have did in private but like a nigga to Shante's point like a nigga and his ego he didn't do that he made a scene when it didn't really need to be one we here on Single Simulcast know that we spend a lot of time talking about black men who do fucked up shit to black women. We know we spend a lot of time talking about black men doing fucked up stuff, period. We know we spend a lot of time talking about men doing fucked up shit, period. So, we hear you, Hotep. Stop emailing us. We have something for that ass. <sighs> Four black women have come together, well, three black women have come together to create Brianna Khan. A tailor-made women's empowerment event, and this is not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Portia Williams, Teslin Figaro, and Yandy Smith-Harris decided that the best way to um, have a women's empowerment event is to name it after Brianna Taylor. Uh, this is being held in Louisville, Kentucky on August 22nd. Um, and the internet caught wind of it and set fire to the whole fucking thing. Yeah, Portia. Niggas were yeah. Portia her roses because she was out there with the protesters and the uh, riders. Now, Portia. Now, now, I did read somewhere that the family is part of it, though. Yeah, they they on board for it. That the, fam the family is part of it. And so it's, un it's unfortunate that it's... You know what? I think something something about it, too, is the people who are part of it, like you got it's, it's Yandy and Portia and, and, it, it, and I don't so even, it, I don't even know it, the other woman you know and it doesn't look official the optics or, aren't the yeah optics it doesn't really it doesn't look official but it I mean the family is with it this is you know the family is you know trying to use this to bring awareness and to create something else and to do something positive and it's hard to Complete. It's hard to one hundred percent criticize it. Okay, I'll go seventy-two percent. I was about does. to say true, but it, at the same time, because <laughs> but I, but I also think too. It's just like there's nothing, considering how messed up it is that Brianna has basically know, become a meme. Yes, that Brianna has become basically become a meme, and just something that people can just kind of say, rather than. Actively, actively yeah yeah actively act you know you know act upon it and everything you know just saying brianna khan just sounds like you just think of every kind of it sounds like recreation because that's what generally what all the you know what whatever kind of con it is it's something fun it's something that you go do that it just it sounds you know it just feels flippant it feels trivial that's what it that's what it is it's it feel it's it feels like it trivializes her at least on the surface even though the family is is trying to 
you know, the family's on board and trying to do some, you know, this is, this isn't, this isn't like a cash grab or something shitty that no, I think. Not. But that they're throwing I think, a Brady cue. Yeah. See, see, yeah. and that's what's, see, that's, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, the families, and you're absolutely right, Shantae, the families of not only Breonna Taylor, but also uh, Trayvon Martin, Eric uh-huh. Garner, Ariana uh, Jefferson, Ariana John. Uh, yeah. George Floyd, Ayana and Jones, Antoine Rhodes are all involved in this. They're all participating. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to bring awareness to, again, something that, as was stated earlier, a lot of white folks and a lot of the internet found performative, like their performative justice for Brianna, because it, it, the, the tide is it's very out. performative. It, the tide mm-hmm. is ebbed out. It's gone now. Um, I just, I feel like the fact that this looks like, you know, COVID, 2020 come to the club that's what yeah. the flyer looks like yeah it, 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 yeah. it very much is like a club flyer the fact yeah. that uh the brianna khan days of action taylor made women's empowerment event she's her pictures behind the three of them looking like a ghost yeah uh, it reminds me of the flyer uh, says beauty money and justice yeah, it it re, it reads like it reads like yeah. come and come and get into the cut line for twenty dollars at the club. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. reminds me uh, of yeah. that um that panel that um I think like Jamel Hill and others had a while ago. Yeah, Don King on and they had and it was in Brianna's name, but her picture was the was like the smallest one. Yes, and it was in like the up corner, and it was like so small and like. They had like Jamel and Common and Sean King and I, I think Tiffany Haddish. I think I can't remember who all it was, but I know that Brianna's mm-hmm. picture was the was the smallest one, and it was supposed to be about her. Like it just it it comes off very performative, like extremely performative, and that like even though the family is on board with it, it like. I mean, sometimes all family ain't good family. I mean, and I hate to True. say that, especially considering, you know, everything they've gone through with her death. But, like, nigga, from what, what heard, the fuck is this? From what I heard, yeah. uh, Black Lives Matter Louisville uh, came up to them and asked them to change the name, and they completely ignored it. Um, the Same. the One of the folks on Twitter said that there's a free drinks be- before 11 p.m. quality to the flyer. Uh, yeah, very much so. Folks think that uh, some people think the event is tasteless, capitalistic, and another example of people turning a black woman's death into cutesy memes and t-shirts, that the influencers and celebrities took center stage while pushing her to the background in her own, if this is a day of action for her, you know, um, so it's, it's just, there's like a whole schedule, like there's a whole week about it, and um, the first day is a farmer's market, a free farmer's market. The second day is tailor-made, a women's empowerment event that will provide hundreds of local women with a specially curated program led by Yandy Smith um, mm-hmm. and Portia Williams. Uh, oh, free the yeah. guys, bros for Brianna. Um, a men's oh, empowerment forum to transform, inspire, and activate the men in Louisville. 
uh, Louisville. The program will include artists, athletes, and influencers leading conversations centered on men's health and wellness, strengthening the family community organizing, a BreeBQ um, on Sunday the 23rd. Uh, that'll include games, the school supplies and book bag giveaways, music, dancing, and much more for the whole family. Mm-hmm. A press conference on Monday the 24th that will include the families of Rihanna Taylor, George Floyd, Atiana Jefferson, Ahmaud Arbery, uh, Antoine Rose, Trayvon Martin, Pam Turner, and Botham Jean, Botham Jean. Um, an organizing boot camp, um, and a praise in the park at the waterfront. Mm-hmm. Um, see, and that's the thing also, like, one thing that struck me when you were um, speaking, Rashawn and reading, it was like to bring awareness to, um, nigga, them people in Louisville have not stopped protesting yet. Mm-hmm. Like, every mm-hmm. fucking day on Twitter, I see some video of them continuing to march and or burning shit down. Like, they have not stopped. They have not stopped in protest for Brianna and shit. So, like, I'm sorry, but this is just very performative. Yeah, it does. I mean, listening to it, it sounds like it, it, it sounds performative. Also, I mean, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Also and that. It sounds, and it sounds like they are getting people to crowd together in the middle of a pandemic. And it doesn't make any this sense. This is not smart. It doesn't make any sense to be doing this type of thing in person. It's one thing if you tell me that this is going to be like a digital kind of whatever and, you know, speakers and stuff like other conventions and stuff that people have done. Because I think the other things that people have done, they were different people are doing digital things. This sounds like in person and come out and see come out and see some celebrities and then also too i i think the idea of women's empowerment things are just they don't hit the way they used to (laughs) it's just like that that term they don't hit the way they used to because so many of those things Are are yeah they're scams they're they're just you know they're not really giving the women the empowerment that they need you know like they're not doing the work (laughs) <laughs> but you know they're not giving them like concrete things to take with them from the empowerment you know whatever yeah. yeah the empowerment part of it and it's just like and i'm sorry because i mean really, no I'd, shade but imagine trying to get some women's empowerment from yandy fucking smith. that's exactly what the fuck i was gonna say it's just like i'm sorry but i don't i don't see and uh, <laughs> yandy does not have anything to do with empowerment yandy. like no like sis no <laughs> Like for real, not life like, of a oh, wife, no. man, to a nigga in exactly. there. I know you yes. fucking lie. Yes, which you don't like, sis, honey. No, what is this? Honey? No, ma'am. <laughs> like, uh, uh-uh. uh, she is the last. You know, and it really sucks too because I do feel like, at least, like in the beginning, like in the beginning of her being on TV and stuff. You know, when she was really young and she, but she was working for Jim and trying to make her stuff, you know, make her shit happen for herself. It was like, you know what, that's really cool. You out here really trying to make this shit happen. And nah, man, not at this point. Like, nah, nah. (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. The hell not. (laughs) Not not in this dancery. (laughs) Like, I just, I just can't see it. Like, Mm, I I don't, mm -mm. I don't, I don't know about this. Mm Mm-mm. 
No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. No spam. Oh, man. Just, I can't. I just mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. I can't see it. Because all I'm thinking of is just, especially with somebody, oh, the possibility, because the possibility that it could Amanda, be scammy Because imagine, imagine they having that shit and then Man, Mandisi's come out of speak. No. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, I just don't know. I, I guess I'm just, I don't know what is she going to tell them other than I don't. I don't know. I just, what the next season of Love and Hip Hop New York? I just don't know. I just I don't, don't know. know. Like I want to give Portia the benefit of the doubt because, like I said, she has been out here with, in these streets with the people. But at the same time, beloved. Mm-hmm. You know something mm-hmm. else too is just that everybody everybody doesn't realize that they're not an organizer. Yes. Everybody thinks that they are. I think a lot of people think that they are, but they're not utilizing the tools and the people who really are organizers, who really have either studied or have the experience. They just think, I'm a, I can do this. I can get people together. And that's fine. You might be able to get people together, but you have to be able to give them something to take back with them after the getting together is over. Because at this well, point, it's just reactionary. This is, that's all this is. It's not, or it's not, you're not an organizer. Well, they can't organize properly. <laughs> this is going to be shady, but I mean everything I say. Well, they can't organize properly, Shantae, because they're too busy yelling down people's throats to vote. Mm. Like, I just, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. Because I get it. Because I get it. And you know what's so fucked up? It's just like there's really all that's, it's, it's fucked up that it feels like that's all you can do is tell people to vote. But at the same time, it's just like, you know what? It shouldn't be that way. Imagine if people had made, like, you know what? Imagine if the Democratic Party, because that's who I'm going to talk shit about. The, I've imagine, been waiting for this. <laughs> imagine, I was hoping y'all was going to talk about it, but I didn't want to press it. Let's go. I've been waiting for this. But imagine if the Democratic Party had pushed for, you know, universal voting or pushed for uh uh election day you know for people being off work is just what it feels like at times Mm -hmm. with the democratic party is on the one hand it's like y'all better come out and do this but then once they kind of get in somewhere or whatever it's like well we ain't got to do shit or we need to wait or all this different kind it's just this y'all better come out y'all better vote y'all better vote for us but we're not finna show y'all that we give a fuck about your votes Right. And it's just like, and, and it's what I'm realizing is that the apathy that they will criticize, mm-hmm. and, but they're not, but they, but they benefit from the apathy too. They could just as easily be out trying to get out the vote and trying to get people registered and all this different kind of stuff and trying to figure out a way to get a whole bunch of motherfuckers voting, not just yelling at them, but they, could, they, wanna, but but they, they could, wanna stay. But, oh, go ahead. They, I'm sorry. I was like, they want to stay. They want to keep their job just like other motherfuckers, just like Republican motherfuckers want to keep their job. They want to do just enough to keep their job. 
And that sucks because that's why we end up getting just enough of something. And then when we say like, hey, let's do this other thing, it's like, nah. And and I think it's it's come even more to the forefront with the way they reacted to some of the freshman uh, Congress people like AOC, like uh, Rashida Tlaib, like Ilan Omar, when they were kind of pushing and being loud and the establishment Democrats were just like, y'all need to relax. Y'all need to shut the fuck up. Y'all mm. need to wait mm. y'all's turn. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, instead Let's of reading, about it. instead of reading the room and acknowledging that there's at least a part of the electorate that really doesn't want to kick the can down the road anymore, that they mm-hmm. like this and that they should be figuring out ways to try to get people, you know, where it would work. Cause I understand that a lot of this shit, there's some places where this shit ain't going to work. I get it. But if there were other places where you could put your money behind people who could get people excited to vote, who could get people engaged, that's where your that's where your um money should be. That's where your emphasis should be. And instead, it was like, you know what? We ain't really fucking with AOC. Like she over here. We're not fucking we with none here. of this. Like we're not fucking with none of this. Like actual progressive shit. Like we gonna tell you that you know even even with like even like even with the run up to this whole thing with the nomination because obviously it's going to be Joe Biden and it really sucks because it was always as soon as Joe jumped in it was always going to be Joe that was yeah. really what was fucked up about it it wasn't even that it couldn't be Joe it was just that you already knew even it was though going you had to be these Joe. other people it was like even though you had these other people that could be president. It was just it. They were never as soon as Joe was in the fray. It basically that shit stood off his. and everybody. It was Joe's to win, and that's what's really fucked up. But you know, you got all these different people coming up with different ideas. You know, with uh, you know, Bernie Sanders talking about different stuff. You know, getting rid of the student loan debt, even with his problematic get, ass. Right, just talking about student loan debt, talking about trying to get rid of uh trying to you know did you know change our medical stuff and everything you know elizabeth warren when she was talking about trying to get you know daycare and stuff you know universal um daycare and all this different kind of stuff that people need that's what's so fucked up you had all these different candidates talking about things that people really need but then you got the media and different establishment other establishment democrats basically saying like this shit is some bullshit and what we really need to be focused on is trying to get rid of trump and it's just like okay cool i get it yes we do need to get rid of trump but you got to give people something to vote for because i i mean you got to give people something to vote for but also i don't understand getting rid of trump ain't enough well right because not only that but also, not only like, that, like you say, you get rid of Trump, but then, like to your point, Shante, you have probably the most diverse pool of Democratic nominees, maybe ever in history. You have all these people with different progressive ideas that will help people, and. The motherfucker who, like you said, as soon as he got in the race, it's like, okay, you knew that this is who the Democrats wanted. The, the establishment, like the, the yeah. motherfuckers in power within the Democratic Party that can move and shake shit, you know, establish Dems. As soon as Joe was like, yeah, I'm running, it's like, okay, well, it's a wrap. This, this is who the, this nigga wants to go with. 
He don't even adopt these other people's policies into his own. He just yeah. like, you know, I'm I'm not Trump and that should be enough and vote for me because you don't want another four years. Well, excuse me, Mr. Excuse me, Mr. Moderate um white nigga. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> let you get first of all, this kind of like movement in space that we are in as marginalized people, as black people, this shit has been basically boosted by niggas being fed up with pol at the at the crux of a lot of shit, but at the crux police brutality and just police in general. Uh-huh. You dominate the motherfucker who wrote the crime bill and his running mate, the top cop by her own volition of America. Nigga. I know I mean, you fucking lying to me. I mean, it, it sucks, though. It really, you know, because on the one hand, I feel like, oh, God, it's, you know what? It's just going to, it's just going to have to be all right. It's just like, you know what? These motherfuckers going to get critiqued and these motherfuckers going to get critiqued and that's really all it's going to be. It's just, I know part of her, part of Kamala getting picked for all whatever good that she's done. It feels like, or to me, it felt like this is a pro-cop choice. That's what this is. That this is like, yes, yes, this is to tell people, yes, you see all these people protesting and they're upset at the, at the police. But we're here to tell you that we collectively don't have a problem with the police not as a whole we're not going to defund the police we're not all the way in with these people and that's what it feels like it's going to be you know it's going to be you know not like, only what like it feels like that's what it is like yeah because i didn't watch any of the conventions because i already knew these niggas were going to play on my face but like the fact that they had like what's the name the nigga name that white conservative cushion jay cushion or whatever however you say his name uh-huh. The fact that he had, they had him there, and also the fact that they said, like, we, we, we are not, you know, to your point, Shante, we, like, are, we are moderate. Like, we want just a little bit of what these niggas saying, and honestly, a little bit is being generous, but we haven't forgot about you, Trump voters. We want you. We want you, Trump voters. Yeah. We want you to, to come back. We want you to break away from that, that crazy white man and come and vote for a slightly, arguably, lesser crazy white man <laughs> and a black woman who loves the police. Like, like yeah. This, this, mean, is, this is who... This is who these niggas on the internet, some with blue checks and some out. This is who you niggas are saying that if you don't vote for us, your fault if we get another four years. And these niggas that you are telling me to vote for are actively courting Trump voters. Right. That's, yes. And, and no, and this is the other, they've been doing this. Like, and that's why it goes back to like, imagine if, the Democratic voter had, because my whole thing has always been the pie is sliced in a particular sort of way at this point with the way people vote. It was like, why are you not trying to make this fucking pie bigger? Why? Why are you just focused on trying to slice your way back, you know, slice away what this other side has? Why are you not trying to make it bigger? And you make it bigger by emphasizing what you can do for these other people. Because right now it doesn't, you know, because I think about like with Barack Obama, I feel like a lot of shit that happened with Barack Obama, for better or worse, 
he made people feel like something else could happen. He made people feel like, okay, we can do something else. There can be progress and everything. And people latched onto that and they were into it. And then obviously the shit didn't necessarily happen as far as a lot of people hoped that it would. And a lot of people have experienced adverse effects at the same time, also feeling like shit wasn't so bad. I get that. But as time has passed, they, it just feels like the Democratic Party has just been kind of kicking the can down the road. And for whatever, and for whatever it's worth, I know that Hillary Clinton would have been a better candidate, would have been a way better president than this motherfucker right here. I know. I know. And at the same time, though, it feels like it, it feels like the, the way with her being, it feels like it feels similar to what's going on with Joe Biden, where it was just like it was basically hers to win. And if you feel like it's basically hers to win, it doesn't feel like you're going to get a whole bunch of motherfuckers. to. Well, it feels like people are going to be you're going to tap into the apathy anyway. And, you know, you got it where it's like, OK, we're going to have two. We're going to have a Bush son. Uh, we're going to have a Bush dad, a Bush son, Clinton, uh, and then Barack Obama, and then it's going to be Clinton's wife. So we basically just kind of passing it around like we're fu- like it's fucking kings and queens and shit. You know, it's just, you know, it's just, it isn't okay. And I wish that the Democratic Party wasn't, as beholden to power as they try to pretend that they're not. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what it is. That they got rich people that power they, that they don't even fucking use for good. You know, they got that they got rich people and things that they want to adhere to and they want to keep their jobs and everything. And it's just it's very yeah. it's very frustrating. And yet at the same time, it feels like all you can tell people to do at this point is vote, is to get out and vote. But then, but then not only that. We keep getting more information that Bush worked with, Ru- not Bush, that, that Trump, Trump worked with Russia, that something happened, you know, that this wasn't as, this shit wasn't really on the up and up, that you throw a rock and you hit somebody in his, you know, in his, uh, in his group of people that either go to jail or accused of something under investigation, all this different kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, because Steve Bannon just get indicted. Right, Steve Bannon's getting, you know, got you know got busted with some other people over the wall, and but it's just it's back to just kind of being. It feels performative. It's like he got impeached and nothing happened, which nothing happened obviously because the Senate wasn't gonna do shit. But I, and that's fine because that sucks you know, and everything. But even now, it's like you got this dude, DeJoy, the uh, the postmaster general, breaking up machines, taking stuff out, basically slowing the fucking mail down everywhere. And it feels like nobody can do anything. Like, it's just like, it, here he is, he's going to be, you know, in a meeting and everything with the, you know, with Congress people and stuff. And he's just like, he can just say like, oh yeah, I'm not going to implement these changes. But, you know, you got post office people saying like, yeah, that's this nigga lying. This nigga is doing all this other stuff. He's doing all these things. It's already too late. And basically, regular people, depending on where they are, are having to disseminate information to their friends and family. And I think that's the other thing that sucks, too. It feels like it's it feels like people have to lead from the bottom up 
when it should be coming at some point in these large kind of situations, it should be coming from the top down. It should be them getting people, insisting that people register to vote, but in a, not just in a talking down to kind of way and swagging their finger at people. Because I know people were talking about uh, Michelle Obama when she was uh, with her speech and she was saying like, look, y'all, you know, we're just going to have to get lunches and sit down and hang out and, you know, you know, do it. It might take a long time, but you got to get out and vote. And it's just like, but why is it okay that that can even happen? Why haven't we figured out a way to streamline voting? Why does it have to be a whole eight hour um, ordeal? And why is it an eight hour ordeal for people that live in black and brown districts, but somebody white can get in and get out in 15 minutes? It doesn't make any sense. It's like they're saying things and then ignoring the reality of the things that they're saying. Not only ignoring the reality and not fighting publicly. And I know, I know, I know niggas be like, well, you know, Eric Holden and Barack Obama are fighting this and go, fuck that. Honestly, fuck that. Cause that's all well and good, but nigga, people, People are, nigga, if, you, if you're going to fight privately, if you're going to fight privately for niggas' right to vote, but also, I'll put it like this. If you're going to chastise niggas not voting publicly, you need to be fighting voter suppression publicly than a motherfucker too. Like, if you got all this shit to say about niggas and not voting, and if you know, don't vote, you know, you know, you, you failed your ancestors and, you know, if anybody had a right to, like, not want to vote, it was our ancestors and all this. If like, you got all this shit to say about niggas in public, you got a goddamn fight for niggas' right to vote in public, too. I don't want to hear none of this private shit, because these niggas got a lot to say, Barack included. They got a lot to say. They got a lot of shaming shit to mm-hmm. say in, in public, but, oh, it's like, oh, well, we fight for your right to vote in private. You know, we, ta- we taking it to court. Fuck that. Be bo- be as bold be as bold with these white people in public as you are with niggas in public. Mm-hmm. Yep, because that's the other thing. And I'm, I'm so I hate how quick some of us are to punch down at just our regular at the regular schmegular voter, apathetic or not, and not punch up at these other motherfuckers that, that really have access and, you know, could speak to, could change the narrative, but would rather, you know, but we out here, you know, well, if you don't vote, and nah, 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 blah, blah, blah. and it's just like, you know what? A lot of motherfuckers are already struggling anyway. And, and honestly, we'll continue to struggle whether a Democratic yeah. president is in or or Republican is is in because that's the other thing like we do niggas do a lot of talking and a lot of shaming but they don't show up when like niggas are struggling every single day because capitalism so white supremacy all these other isms and is all that shit still happens even under democratic presidents right and again these niggas like democrats have like i i hate like the narrative like them, oh, well, Democrats are just powerless and all this other shit. Well, if they're so powerless, why they keep telling, like, the regular, regular, schmegular Joes to be like, you niggas better get out and vote so we'll have power. Like, is it Uchiwale or Walmart? Yes or fucking no, because I can't fucking tell. 
Like if the if Republicans can if Trump can break literally break the fucking rules for the powers of wrong, ain't no way in the hell you gonna convince me that Democrats can't do the same exact shit, but for the right fucking reasons. But do they? Or, no. Or so, or just if you know what it is, you know what it's. It's not even that they need to break the rules. It's not even that they need to break the rules. I just want sometimes I just want them to be loud and forceful with caring about the electorate like caring because it's just like it because what it feels like sometimes is you know specifically for black people specifically for black people there's this idea that somehow you know almost like like almost like trump won because we didn't vote you know what i'm saying like that's what it that's what it feels like now that's now statistically it it probably doesn't even really matter if every black person voted it probably wouldn't matter but that's what it feels like especially when they talk about you know when you get people saying like oh well black women are going to save the world and all this different kind of shit it's 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 very much like blame lays at our feet for whatever happens yeah. but at the same time whenever it's time to talk about something that might disproportionately affect us, they have to temper it for white people, for Mm -hmm. other people. You can't actively say we want to help black people. You have to make it, you have to couch it. Or you can't say that y'all white people is fucking up. Yeah. You have to couch it in terms that either coddle white people or make white people think that we aren't going to, you know, that black people aren't going to be the sole benefit of this particular thing and i'm you know what i'm it's it's hard to i don't understand being mad at people who have become apathetic at this point because this whole because the whole thing the apathy didn't start in 2016 that's really where you know people it's just like this apathy has been building and building and building and building and building for decades because you get somebody who says that they care about you and then they get someplace and they only have so much leeway anyway and then they won't but they won't it just doesn't feel like they're advocating they the for boat. you. Yeah, and they, they they won't rock the boat. And it's just like, you know what? Maybe something else needs something else needs to happen. And I don't know what I don't know what that thing is. It's like maybe senators' terms need to be shorter. Maybe they need to have term limits. Maybe All we this need to just, just burn this bitch down. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean something. And that's the and then also too with the whole thing with the protesters and stuff. It feels it feels like it feels like people you know powerful people have to make the whole protest feel okay that you know have to almost validate it and it's just like no it's valid right now i mean it's valid because this is baked into our constitution you're supposed to be i mean and there's so many built on protest right so many things that we have started because people were in the street you know people were protesting about particular things people had strikes all this different kind of stuff so it doesn't have to be validated it's just like you know what it, and it and you know what it doesn't have to be nonviolent. that's the other thing it's just like you know what sometimes stuff does have to burn down and that's it is what it is it's it, i just if niggas half quote unquote have to die, then these buildings can can burn too. 
and it's just it's it's just it's too it's just it's too much like obviously you know i'm a vote and it was you know it was always a given and i think that's what the other thing is too i think there's more people who know that they're gonna go out and vote than stay home and i think it's been unfortunate that people have been focused on the motherfuckers who are just instead of trying to engage the people and get them in we they've just been basically talking shit to them talking shit to the people a, who won't vote we had a great episode about this very thing on crown of collards uh, last week uh, the episode is out now it's called business bob we had a great episode we had one of my friends on um ty who is uh who is well she has like been an organizer mm-hmm. um here in Atlanta, because the other thing about it, a lot of the motherfuckers who are yelling and talking and shit and barking down and yelling down at people, they don't do shit but vote. Mm-hmm. Because your civic and political engagement does not begin and end at the booth. And you can tell the motherfuckers whose engagement does begin and end at the booth because they usually the loudest ones. I've never seen anybody who who votes but also is like an organizer or, you know, does things with activists and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, organizes, you know, things, you know, like relief, you know, drives and stuff like that with people. I've never seen somebody who votes and organizes have these takes that motherfuckers who I know for a fact just vote and then that's it. I don't never see like actual organizers yelling and shit. I don't never see people who vote and have civic engagement and political engagement outside of just voting. I don't ever see them talking down to people. Why? Because they know what they know better. They know mm-hmm. that you being, you know, civilly engaged just don't end when you punch, you know, Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden or whoever the fuck. They know that honestly, a lot of people in the stru- a lot of people are struggling, like I said, either with a Democrat or ah, Democratic president or a Republican president. They are here helping people, you know, not just every four years. Like, they are organizing things. They are organizing with people, with community, with funds, with helping, like, the elderly and the homeless and stuff, getting them shelter and stuff. Like, they actually do the work that you niggas don't, which I can tell you don't because all you do is just yell at people who yell and bark at people who don't vote instead of, like, trying to meet people where they are to encourage them to vote. And mm-hmm. or just focusing on people that you know who will vote. You can tell who just sit on their ass is basically what I'm trying to say. And mm-hmm. I can recognize it because I used to do the same shit. Like when I was like, because I think like the first person I could vote for, because I'm 29 now, the first person I could vote for was Barack. And mm-hmm. I was like a very loud and proud, like, if you don't vote, you know, fuck you. If you don't vote, mm-hmm. you can't complain. Mm-hmm. You know, if you mm-hmm. don't vote, you shaming your ancestors. La da da da. Meanwhile, all I did was just cast a ballot and ain't do a goddamn thing else. And that was like me at like twenty two. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's like niggas in they goddamn thirties <laughs> doing the exact same shit ain't seen now. Protests ain't seen now. Now, you know, organization fund, ain't seen no relief fund, ain't been out with the youth, ain't been out to none of these protests, ain't left the comfort of their fucking home, just went and cast the ballot or mailed the ballot in and that's it. The fact that it, you niggas is like in your fucking 30s. 
with less sense than I had at like 22. I don't know whether to laugh or cry, but I wish y'all would shut the fuck up and actually mm-hmm. do something engaging. Because mm-hmm. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, like people who like need like immediate help, you know, and this is like before Ronan, this is like before like Trump got in office, people that needed that relief and that help, that politicians, the politicians, both Democratic and Republican, re- failed to you know deliver on they ain't got time to be running for your goddamn ballot they need help now and there's people out, mm-hmm. out here trying to help them doing the best doing giving the best that they can to help people get along the best they can and not waiting on politicians to do it you could be helping doing that you could be out here making a difference instead of yelling at people to vote and shit you could be out here actually doing some goddamn work i just want to jump in and say there are people out there who might feel like shaming us is their work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good because point. it it's honestly, it's kind of what black folks do. It's kind of like what happens every election. Somebody's going to pop up and be like, as a reminder, you're a Democrat. You got to vote. Your ancestors didn't go through this, so you cannot vote. Um, it's your civic duty to vote. You know that that whole shaming thing—it's—it's it's not new. It's just we're hearing it because for some folks, they ain't voted that many times. You know they're young, so this may be their first chance to vote, and they're getting hit with it. But let me see, my first chance to vote '98, so 2000, George Bush and uh. Whoever that old, uh, uh, it was uh, Gore. No, it was Carrie, John Kerry, wasn't it? Oh, was it Carrie? No, yeah, it, I think no. it was Carrie. Or was it no, Gore with Ke- the hanging chest? No, Chads? it was Gore. It, it was, was Gore. Two thousand was Gore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Two, yeah, that yeah. was Gore. Yeah. And yeah, ever since gore. then, I've been hearing about why you need to vote because that just strengthened their, that just buttressed their opinion. Like Florida yeah. was this close. It was hundred and fifty votes. Like. People feel like shaming other people in the voting is their protest. They feel like that's their way to get people galvanized. And, and I honestly I really honestly don't. blame Yeah. Back when MTV would have the whole rock the vote thing, it was the same thing. It's literally the same thing. Oh, when they had them commercials like all oh, them t-shirts Diddy was up here talking about vote or die and all that shit. It's the same exact thing. It's just not Diddy doing it. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was like, you ain't down with bad boy if you don't vote. Ain't shit changed. No. It's just that what... we're smart enough, we're old enough now, smart enough now to see shit ain't getting any better no matter who we vote for. So what happens if we sit this one out? Trump's going to win. What happens if we vote? Biden's going to win. And then what? The same shit's going to happen. They're both controlled by the same... By the same lobbyists. The yeah, the person that people have been using as like a weapon, which is honestly shameful to everything her work stands for. But Angela Davis said that both parties are beholden to American imperialism and mm-hmm. capitalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. like 
And people have been using her as kind of like a weapon because they like, you know, Angela, Angela Davis, you know, she radical as they come and she telling y'all to vote so y'all don't Same. have no excuse. Meanwhile, y'all ain't, I ain't never seen no so many niggas quote fucking Angela Davis <laughs> until now. <laughs> like Angela Davis been around oh, for a minute. Yeah. Like her work been around, like her yeah. and her work and her legacy has been around for a minute. I ain't never seen as many of you niggas use quoting Angela Davis until now. And have quoting at that because even in that little, you know, piece that she did about voting, she said a lot of shit that I know good and damn well you niggas ain't on board with, such as communism. Hell of a lot a lot of you niggas still think that's some Russia shit. Um, yeah. such as community building, such as sharing and of wealth and things of that nature. You niggas don't fuck with none of that shit. But you did f- fuck with that one piece of thing that she said is like yeah, you know, I want to vote because hopefully, you know, the Democrats can listen, which, mm. but, you know, y'all held on to that one piece of thing to Rashani's point, so you can do what? Shame people. And here's the way I look at it. I don't know if me not voting is going to change anything, but I don't know if me voting is going to change anything. But I don't know if the people I'm shaming the vote or not vote are going to actually vote. And I don't know if the people who are shaming people is going to actually vote. Because it's secret. Right. So since it's secret and none of us really know what anybody's actually doing, why don't we just shut the fuck up and worry about ourselves? Yeah. Not, not only that, we could be doing other shit that's helpful. Yes. And have an immediate yes. impact in helping people right now. Nigga, yes. if, if Pope's actually voted at the, not voted at the local level, but if folks paid attention to what was going on at the local level, which I don't. Only time I paid attention was when they were talking about making a strong mayor and all the shit that the mayor was trying to do here so then he could get more votes to bring a new stadium to the Sacramento Kings, a new arena. That's when I started paying attention because at the local level is where your shit gets fucked up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But nobody really votes the local level because they are waiting for the bigger ballot, I guess. So I guess what I'm saying well, is, huh? I was going to say that's, but, but that speaks to, I was saying like that speaks to the lack of engagement with the electorate just in, you know, from like, you know, like I was talking to Jeremy and saying how, you know, it feels like stuff is supposed to be, it feels like people act like leadership is supposed to come from the bottom up but it never, it feels like it doesn't always come from the top down where they could actually, you know, actively say like, look, here's how this works. You know, uh, here's how voting works. Here's how this works. Here's how, you know, you can emphasize, you know, voting for your local elections. Here's these state questions. Here's all these things that happen. People just act like we just all know this shit and we don't, but people benefit from us not knowing this shit. And it's basically both sides of the coin benefit from us not knowing this shit but they get mad at us when we don't come out and and act upon the shit to keep them keep their asses in power they they get mad when when some they get mad when some of us peep that it still benefits them and try to educate others that it still benefits them and they don't get the the engagement that they want and then they blame us and then they have help in and blaming us by other niggas you know who also want to blame us but I mean, yeah. at the same time, you got a, but not a million. I'm not gonna say a million. I'm not gonna say a million because that's 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 exaggerating, and I'm trying not to do that. You got a lot of people, me included, who really honestly don't. Politics, cool, you know, whatever. I'll watch other people talk about it. I'll watch the debates. 
I'll talk about it with friends if I have to, but quite literally politics is on the same place as religion and math to me. Like I know them just well enough to get you the fuck out of my face. And there's a lot of people who are probably in that same boat. So when folks come over to me and they're like, you don't know what's going on with the progressives? You don't know what's going on with this, that, and the third? No, I just know what my folks keep telling me, which is I have to vote. It's been ironed into my brain since I was like six. You're black. You got to vote. You a stupid motherfucker then. Oh, okay. Well, now I'm definitely not going to do what you need me to do. And it feels like the voter die circle is you're either with us or you're an absolute enemy. And it feels like on the other side, the we're going to bow out of this vote and prove a point. At first, it felt like they were Bernie bros, but now it just feels like they're like, we're proving a point. And if you're not with us, then you're against us. And there's people in the middle who are just like, yo, I just really don't know what's the big deal on either side. Can somebody help me? Well, fuck you if you don't already know. Hey, fuck you. We ain't helping you. Okay, right. And I was talking to a friend about this, right? Like, the thing with that is, I do understand that, Rashana. At the same time, I think... Because, okay, so here's the thing, right? Because, like, people say, you know, like, people who don't vote or, you know, who, like, criticize the Dems or, like, or, you know, have this all, you know, all this, you know, quote-unquote woke woke information and stuff, they're always competitive and all this, then the third, you know, or, you know, they never have any, you know, they say don't vote, but they never have any alternative solutions or this, then the third. I call bullshit on that a lot. Because one, it gives this sense that, you know, only they are, you know, this combative and this, that, and the third, which is a motherfucking lie. Uh, and then on the other hand, it's like, well, they don't never have no solutions. They just do a lot of talking and, and complaining, but never offer any alternatives. Yes, they do. Niggas just don't want to hear them. Mm-hmm. And I need niggas to be honest about that. Like, you, like, niggas don't care that motherfuckers have alternative solutions far as voting goes and far as like being civilly engaged and shit. Niggas have alternatives and solutions. Niggas just don't care. Like I said, like motherfuckers were praising fucking um, Angela Davis um, in that one tidbit of all the stuff that she said. Meanwhile, she said a whole bunch of shit, a lot of shit where it's like, okay, you don't want to be you don't want to vote, okay, here's some other shit you can do. And niggas glossed entirely over that shit. And I need niggas to be honest that they are just as beholden to the system as white people, as these politicians who don't really do shit for us. Well, of course they're more beholden to it. It was beaten into them. True. That the only way we're going to get ahead is a vote. And the white folks were more than happy to... Uh, take that belief and use it to their own uh, benefit because it's never benefited us. Yeah, Voting's like, never I, really benefited us. We just feel like it's something we have to do. Like, I was just watching a uh, a show where somebody was like, I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to do this at all. If I had another option, I wouldn't do this, but I have to do it. It is literally, I am forced to do it. I have no other way. There is nothing else I can see. When so if you not, show people yeah. another way and they're like, it resonates with them, then they'll be like, all right, I'll take that. But me personally, I'm going to tell you straight out, 
I don't understand a lot of stuff. That's why when y'all are talking, I can start on one side of the fence. And by the time the conversation's over, I'm on the other side of the fence because I'm learning. But folks don't educate. They just want to say, oh, you're not already with us? Oh, you're asking questions? We ain't got time for that. You either get on the bus or you get run over. See, I have to push back on that a little bit and say that that happens, but it's also not always the case. Not always, no. Because, you know, again, like a lot of, and I'm not saying this at, you know, specifically at you, Rashawn. I know, I know, I know. But a lot of niggas be like, you know, it's it's like I just said, like the question of what do you suggest? Or what do you say? You don't want to vote. What do you suggest? That's not a question asking. That's not asking a question in good faith. That's asking a question to to start a fight. And niggas who are, you know, you know, on the you know other side of the fence where they don't really, you know, necessarily fuck with the system for good goddamn reason. You get tired of trying, you get tired of niggas. Basically, you get tired of niggas playing in your face. Mm-hmm. Because you can tell, all of us, we can tell when somebody is, you know, quote unquote, just asking questions or trying to start something and it's not in good faith. We can tell. We absolutely can tell. And, you know, niggas, like you say, like, you know, it's be it's it's been beaten into us, but we are beholden to this system. A lot of us don't really want to be free. We just want the scraps that, you know, the Democrats give us and, you know, that the Republicans inflict upon us because we feel like there's no other way to be engaged. We feel like there's no other way to honor some of our ancestors. Because the other thing, and I had to mute this tweet because niggas were being, you know, niggas, but we love, black people, we love the idea of, radicalism you know mm-hmm. and our you know radical ancestors our radical thinking ancestors ancestors you know like you know asada sakura like uh uh malcolm x you know what i mean like a kwame true like we love the idea of them but we don't really fuck with them for real for real like that no like we don't fuck with their ideas because the minute the minute that niggas who do who have followed in their footsteps or followed their ideals, be like, you know what? I ain't really fucking with this system shit. Cause like, what has it mm-hmm. done for us lately? The mm-hmm. minute niggas be like, you know what? Asada was right. You know, it's really no real winner compatulating with the system. As soon as niggas follow that shit, we be like, fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. That, like, I mean, that's for real. That's for like, real. We, Cause we, I've seen we, that happen oh, to people on, on Twitter. I've seen yeah. that happen to people on Twitter. Where yeah. like they they're pushing back and they're you know being radical and talking about different things and making moves and doing stuff and they don't get the overwhelming support that you would think they would get by people who actually profess to care about radical things and care about people and stuff. It's just like nah. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like niggas talk a good game, but niggas don't really fuck with like like niggas be like saying happy birthday, Michael Mix, and then you know, posting his picture and all this, that, and the third, but like what that motherfucker was saying, like they will use black leaders, <coughs> Barack Obama, um to, <laughs> they will use black they will use black leaders to shout out, I mean to silence the Negro and basically get them to capitulate to their whim, like we don't fuck with that shit. No, we don't. And we well, push back. Well, we love it. Malcolm, though. Yeah. Then and when it's we... niggas who actually like 
read about Malcolm, read his words, read what the fuck he he was about and what he talked about. When when niggas actually follow that shit and be like, you know what? I'm not okay with scraps. You know, I'm not okay with, you know, a lesser of two evils because a lesser of two evils ain't really did shit for my people. When niggas who actually follow his, you know, his and other, you know, more radical thinking black people's words, when they actually follow that shit and speak truth to power, we don't fuck with them. We think they distractions. We think they selfish. We think they, you know, all this, that, and the third. So, like, you know, we don't really fuck with people like that. That's why I was, like, pushing back on that a little bit, Rashani. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, rudeness and, you know, if you ain't with us, you know, you against us. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I'm saying a lot of times there's context to why that doesn't happen. Because you get tired of trying to save niggas and niggas is like, boy, fuck you. You get tired of that. And niggas asking you questions, well, what are you doing? What are you doing lately? Well, if you don't want to vote, if you don't want to be civically engaged, you say Democrats ain't never did nothing for us. What are you doing? You get tired of niggas asking you that shit in bad faith, looking for a fight all the goddamn time. Meanwhile, they fighting you, but not these goddamn Republicans, um, not Republicans, these goddamn politicians and shit. They fighting you, but they not fighting the Democrats who publicly have not shown that they give a fuck about our vote actually fucking mattering. Because they ain't said a goddamn thing about voter suppression, but yet they yelling at us to vote. But you fight with niggas who are like, you know what, instead of voting, I'm actually going to like build community and, you know, share my resources and get together and organize with people and stuff, you know, so people can get help like right now. Mm-hmm. They would rather fight with them than actually fight with fucking Biden. Like, um, no, nigga, we need Medicaid for all. Like, no, nigga, we don't need you to increase the police. We need you to defund or actually abolish. Like, no, nigga. They would rather fight with, like, niggas who are trying to organize than these politicians. Mm-hmm. You get tired of that shit. You get yeah. tired of niggas thinking you the enemy. Meanwhile, these goddamn Democrats, these motherfuckers had Republicans at they motherfucking convention. <laughs> so you get tired of that shit it's frustrating when your own people are painting you out to be the enemy meanwhile it's niggas and I'm talking about white people when I say niggas in that context motherfuckers right in your face saying that they, if they don't get in power if they don't get voted in it's your fault meanwhile you fighting with other, other niggas who are just trying to make sure people eat who are trying to make sure people have housing, who are trying to make sure people have shelter, shit, shit that people, the shit that the people who they're trying to help don't have time to wait on a fucking politician to pay, to pass a bill that might go through. You get tired of that shit. You get frustrated. So I understand how why they lash out. It's not necessarily that they hate niggas or they that they hate that you ain't on, you know, that you ain't as, you know, quote unquote woke as them or as radical as them. They just hate that you are you are fighting them instead of trying to fight the establishment. And is that everybody know? Because I'm not saying every nigga who don't want to vote is Malcolm X. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is every nigga who votes for goddamn show ain't as progressive as they think they are. That's what the fuck I will say. And you can at me and fight me if you want. I say that right goddamn now. A lot of you niggas do a whole bunch of talking on behalf of these politicians who ain't just talking, who ain't talking nearly as much on your behalf as you offer them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yes. We I think collectively we are too quick to defend power, even though, especially with the way our system is set up. Like our system is set up that all these different people at various levels, they are public servants. They are people that are supposed to be doing the will of the citizenry. That is what they are supposed to do. But whenever it feels like at times when people say like, yo, they're not doing what I need. They're not taking care of what I, you know, they're not really doing what I need them to do. You get people defending those people and saying, well, they can't do everything. And well, what do you mean? And well, what are you doing? And just, it's, we've created or have not created. We look at our public servants almost as royalty that they are people to be deferred to rather than people to be dictated to because that's what they're supposed to do if we vote for them we are supposed to be able to you know we make our voice known when we vote for them but it's but we got phone numbers that we can call we write letters to them but it's turned but those things have almost turned into begging than what I think they were supposed to function as, as far as like, is, is probably supposed to be more like advocating for yourself. It's, it's begging now it's you, you know, if you got the means, you know, you're having to create petitions and, and just all these things to try to get their attention because part of you knows they kind of don't give a fuck. Right, but they should. They should care because that's you know that. Right, they should care. This is you in your district or in your city or whatever. You shouldn't have to get thousands and thousands of people to you know to you know just for you just to to advocate for something. And it fit you know, and it feels like people are advocating for really large things, and lots of people want these things. You know, like the whole thing with police brutality. It's like, here it is. There's pro, you know, there's protests all over the place over the summer. And there's other places where they're still protesting. Like you said, they still protesting in Louisville, Kentucky. They're still protesting in Oregon. I think they're on like day 80 something, 90 something at this point, you know? And it's like, clearly these people want something, but people act like it's okay for politicians to kind of blow it off. Like these, like these motherfuckers going on vacation just a little while ago. It's like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. People haven't gotten their, uh, people haven't gotten their unemployment stuff to be renewed and everything. And just, and, 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 and they probably need more than that. And they, and every, and everybody needs more than that anyway. It's like 30 million people who are unemployed at this point. It just, it doesn't make any sense. And yet these motherfuckers can just go on vacation. They can just right. do what they want to do. Right. And why, I feel like, why is that okay? Right. Why is it? Yes. Why is it okay? And why do people insist that, these politicians, whether they're in office or not in office, think it's okay to criticize the person criticizing them. 
it's just like, oh, like, like, how dare you speak again? How dare you speak against the senator kind of thing? It's just like, nigga, so what? And especially, and I feel like it, and I feel like it really plays out, unfortunately, with Barack Obama. I feel like it. Re- this really plays out with Barack Obama. It's like you can't say nothing against him, and I don't think people realize that we are, in some respects, culty around Barack Obama, the same, in some of the same ways that people are culty around Donald Trump. It's just that the people that are culty around Donald Trump might kill somebody behind that shit. Like we culty around Barack Obama, we're not gonna kill anybody. But it's like, you can't say anything against him and it isn't okay. We have to move away from hero worship mm-hmm. with our politicians. And it's just like- you. Yes, it's just like we have to move away from that. They are public servants. They are people who should be doing our will. It's the same thing with the police. They are public servants. They should not be able to do anything that they want to fucking do. But they do. And we've created a narrative saying that somehow that it should be okay, that we can't even critique their ass. We can't even say that they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing. It's the same thing with the military. Military are public servants. But somehow, if we dare speak against them in any way, shape, or form, or someone perceives that we're speaking against them, somehow, oh, we don't support the troops. Oh, you're a bad person. Something's wrong with you. You don't care. It's just like, no, that's not the way this shit works. We're their boss, and we should feel like that. We're their boss. But people act like that's not the case. They act like they're supposed to rule over us, and that's, that's not what it should be. But I feel like we're in this position because we've, uh, we've the system has allowed itself to basically rule over us that's what the fuck this is that it's not really a democracy it's a motherfucking oligarchy and until we push back in whatever way we need to push back it's not gonna be a fucking democracy it's gonna be these motherfuckers on high dictating us what they can and can't do and being mad when we mad that they can't do more i agree Absolutely agree. Especially the thing about Barack, like you cannot, you cannot be a participant in this system, you know, as a politician, you know, white, black, whatever, and not Put it like this, you cannot be in this system and actually be for the people and the system either one, get you out mm-hmm. and or harm you because the system is not designed to be for the people. The system is designed to be for American subjugation, imperialism and capitalism, like mm-hmm. point blank period. Like there are people, you know, and, you know, given the you know benefit of the doubt to, you know, Barack. I'm sure, you know, when he was an organizer and stuff like that before, which also makes why, which also makes when he, you know, gets on his little soapbox and shit about young people, especially like, it's like, nigga, weren't you an organizer? But anyway, mm-hmm. like the call is coming from inside the house. But like, um, like with any person of color, like 
I'm pretty sure people do have good intentions when they, you know, decide, you know, what, I'm going to work within the system to make a change, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, I'm pretty sure people, you know, do. That's why I'm like cautiously optimistic about Cori Bush. You know, she is, you know, uh-huh. one of the, you know, Ferguson protesters and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. she was, you know, literally out here in these streets with tear gas and stuff on her face and all that kind of shit. Now she is, I think, Congress, a congresswoman for um St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, so. I'm cautiously optimistic about her because the thing about being, you know, somebody, you know, a marginalized person entering this system is like you can have the best of intentions, but the system don't fuck with that. Mm-hmm. And they will either convert you, conform you to be like, you know, all that progressive shit you was talking about, fuck that shit, and or they'll get rid of you and or harm you. Mm-hmm. And there's historic precedence for that. So, like, I'm cautiously optimistic about her. But, like, niggas don't want to... Niggas don't want to... Niggas fight against white supremacy begins and ends at Trump. That really is what it boils down to. And I get that. At the same time, though, that don't help no fucking body. No. Like, I'm not saying Trump ain't a goddamn, like... Uh, movie villain and shit because he is but what I am saying is if you think you know if we just get Trump out which people are saying like you know well it's not just about Trump you know no shit you know white supremacy don't end and begin at Trump are you sure because the way you niggas is acting I can't tell like the way that niggas are acting like when you bring up any of the fucked up shit that Barack did especially like his foreign pop you know, foreign policy and shit, mm-hmm. and like with the, you know, the immigration shit. Like, yeah. the way that niggas will defend that shit, even though you, one, you know that, you know that shit is fucked up. And then, two, you know, damn well, if this was Trump, well, if this is Trump doing the same shit, I, I ain't even gonna say was, cause like, niggas be bringing up like, you know, how we can't keep this man in office because he was locking children up in cages at the border. Uh, well, so was the nigga that was before him. So like you can't care on one end, but then you can't care you can't care when it's Trump, but then when niggas bring up that Barack did the same shit, you be like, oh well, that's different. No, the fuck it ain't. Yeah, and it's not. It's not different, and that's and we have and I think we we need to get closer to letting him and Michelle kind of go in a way that where we can kind of look at them in a balanced way. Like it's one thing if you get something from them, you feel inspiration and, you know, whatever. I get that. And that's cool. And I understand that when he wasn't, when he was president and seeing them and you felt good, but you have to move away from that and understand that that, isn't necessarily how everybody feels about them and it's actually valid those the feelings that these other people have about them are valid it's just it's not you know it's like motherfuckers you know it's like when people talk about michelle when you know when she's like you know when they go low we go high and it's a lot of motherfuckers who are just like yeah i'm not with that like nah (laughs) like that doesn't make because it's like oh go ahead johnny the way my knees work, I don't, I don't, I can't get low. Yeah, I can't <laughs> drop it low. I'm older than fat. Um, but and it's like, 
okay, Michelle, when they go low, you go high. But when it comes to us, yeah, when it comes to you know voter apathy and people like not feeling empowered to vote, you go low with us, but you go high with them. Like, how does that work? Yeah, because they're mm-hmm. all run by the same lobbyists, even now. That's why it's such a close fraternity when presidents stop being president. Yeah. That's yeah. why you see Republicans and Democrats just talking to each other. It's like the NBA. We don't know yeah. what these motherfuckers go through to get there, but we know that they're all on the same team and we're not. <laughs> and once you see it like that, things change. The fact that I'm going to keep saying it, like I may not understand a lot of stuff. Uh, to quote Forrest Gump, I may not be a smart man, but I know that there's young folks out there doing hella innovative shit who will never get to sniff the presidency until they're too old to actually want to change shit. Yeah. And they won't get the support. Yep. Which is yeah. why we got a 78 year old man and a 77 year old man running for president. Yeah. Like, and that's the other thing. Like, you niggas do so much shaming and talking down to people who are apathetic about voting and, you know, calling young people who are, you know, organizing and protesting or, you know, abstaining or radical, stupid and stuff. Meanwhile, these motherfucking dem- established Democrats, like Shante was saying, like, fucking Joe had the fucking nomination as soon as he said he was running. As soon as he said he was running, Democrats was like, that's our nigga. They said, fuck you to all these younger, you know, more progressive Democrats, these up-and-coming Democrats. They said, you know, that all that progressive shit is cool, but, like, this is the nigga we want. They said that it has been, it's documented, documented how established Dems have kind of worked their way to, like, shutting out, like, younger, more, you know, more, you know, quote-unquote radical, quote-unquote leftist, quote-unquote you know, progressive, you know, up and coming Democrats. It has been documented how they, how shady they move. Yeah, you niggas are yelling at other niggas and not at them. Yeah. And that's real. Yes, that's really it. That's what I know. That's what bothers the fuck out of me is especially in just thinking of just with Joe and thinking of how just the media and how instead of giving like a balanced, kind of assessment of what the other people were talking about like specifically with elizabeth warren it's like as soon as elizabeth warren jumps into the fray it's just like nope whatever the fuck elizabeth is talking about that shit can never happen that shit don't make no sense this she tripping she don't know nothing about nothing this it's, is some it's bullshit too radical. it's, it's too, too radical it's, some bullshit you know, it, it can't happen yeah it's just talking down to it just calling shit pipe dreams and all this they just it and you know and people run and, and because of the way our education system is set up basically people kind of run with what people hear what they believe are more knowledgeable people so they run with it and it's never it just just like you know what we can't as soon as somebody on tv is saying like well this shit is some bullshit and they read in the paper that somebody's saying well this shit is some bullshit and here's this other person who's just like, well, look, this shit is some bullshit and I'm the one, you know, but I got some other stuff that we can do. I'm the smart one. I'm the one that can make some stuff happen. You're going to go with the person that's saying that they can make some stuff happen. You're going to poo poo the person that everybody keeps saying is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, but it sucks because it could have been, you know, we could have it. 
it just the whole setup of the the whole system really sucks because it could have been a lot different if maybe Kamala had been able to stay in longer if if Elizabeth Warren had been able to stay in longer if Julian Castro had been able to stay in longer just all these different people the young folks and the not just the young folks but also the folks that actually had like people would have been a lot more excited about voting if the folks who wanted to vote on could have stayed in like you said longer than two weeks but it's yeah. like they were the first course like they were the sacrificial meal like this is what y'all want nah this is what y'all getting here's you know, the moose bushes all these people of color but guess what your meal is two white men like and oh my god and then even and you know and then them letting you know and of course all of this is over and done with at this point with with uh what's his face getting the nomination but even them just letting bloomberg come in mm-hmm. and N- you, after and it's just, all said and done yeah letting him come in and making it seem like he was even like it was even possible and it was just like why would you even want this man like it's why would you even want this man to be your president to have your nomination nobody wants to vote to for this in, man to, to be in your 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 party like why why would you you know which just shows how fucked up like the establishment democratic party is because that's what i feel like people are pushing back against that's what people are criticizing that's where people are apathetic it's their yep. it's not it's not their regular schmegular you know it's not somebody it's not their classmate who they really have a problem with or whatever they have a problem with the people who they see on television every day the people who run newspapers and, and all this different kind of stuff the people who are you know doing op-eds the, and, the strings. yeah that's where the problem is but it's just it's not enough people mad at those people and oh it's just ugh, it's just frustrating that's really the only word that i can come up with it's just it's just frustrating it's just frustrating because it could have been it could have been different. We could the have only had thing, actual candidates. Right. But the that only is thing that it's frustrating and it's repetitive. Yes. The only thing though is as much as I know Kamala is a a pro cop choice or a choice that where they can kind of hitch on to being pro cop. You know, they can create a narrative around that being pro-cop because she was a prosecutor and all this different kind of stuff. I am glad that he picked someone that Joe Biden picked a running mate from the pocket of people that were already running. Like if he had picked Elizabeth Warren, I would have been okay with it. If he had picked Mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders, I would have been okay with it. You know, who like he picked somebody from there because I also think one of the mistakes that Hillary Clinton did was picking uh, Kane, and it was like, who the fuck is Kane? It's like you can't even get behind. <laughs> like even if you don't fuck with her, it's like who the fuck is Tom Kane? We can't. I, I'm pretty sure that's who it was. It was just like her running mate was somebody that I could that could, that people couldn't even. Pick that people weren't even. Her. Yeah, people weren't even checking for. It. So at least now, it is somebody that people can be excited about and in some ways like i know everybody is not excited for kamala but i also know that a lot of people run and not run but they vote and pay attention based on name recognition based on faces based on who they've already seen and so the fact that people have seen kamala harris that she's not unrecognizable i'm it feels it feels helpful rather than being a a a A detriment detriment. Yeah, yeah i'm glad that it's her or or it could have been somebody else from the um from the field of candidates rather than it just being some random 
uh, um, well, I'm glad it's her or it could have been Bernie or it could have been Julian Castro. I'm glad it wasn't Amy Kobachar because that wouldn't have worked either. Because girl, but, what? <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm glad it's Kamala Harris because I feel like that gets other type. It doesn't get just white people paying attention. That's that's what that is. Yeah, I feel you. I posted a tweet last night where it's a meme of local man gives the fuck up. And <laughs> I was like, me looking at politics is that meme. Like, honestly, I give the fuck up. I don't know what I, honestly, I'm, I am uh, maybe like 63% leaning towards not voting for the president for the presidency like local shit i got that shit on lock like i mm-hmm. i've already like got that shit on lock for us like requesting that day off early voting right now my ballot for like you know local stuff here you know in metro atlanta i already got that shit on lock but far as these other niggas go whew. but what i do know is that instead of yelling at people there are people right in front of your face that you could be organizing with. Young people, activists, protesters, young organizers that are not waiting on politicians to help people. They are taking actions in their own hands and they need help and their support. And you could be doing that instead of yelling at people. That I do know. Like I have an old tweet that I pretty much have brought up pretty much every single time for the purpose of this, you know, election cycle and stuff. And I, in, and I tweeted it last year, but I honestly, I retweeted, you know, every day, not because I, you know, like hearing myself talk, but because I think it's important in that your local activists and organizers can use your support. If not, if not more than these politicians that you are standing. Mm -hmm. There are causes that can benefit and help people right fucking now that needs your support more than a Joe Biden, that needs your support more than a Kamala Harris, that needs your support instead of you talking down on people and shaming non-voters and being like, you niggas are the problem, and da 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 You could be helping people instead of yelling. Mm-hmm. And That's I implore a lot, of a, a lot more of us to do that. And I'm not just saying that myself. Like, I have been, you know, getting together with some people here in Atlanta that are organizing, putting together drives, trying to shit, you know, find shelter for homeless, house the homeless themselves, you know, help people get their, you know, get back and forth to the store to get their medicine and stuff because unfortunately we don't have a candidate that believes in healthcare for all. You know, there are things that, you know, you can do even in a damn pandemic that can help people instead of yelling about niggas not voting for these politicians because they don't believe in them. There's stuff you can do. There's stuff that you can be engaged with civically and politically that does not end at a ballot. Mm-hmm. Also, pop, oh, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I was going to say also with you bringing up the possibility that you're not, that you may or may not vote for president for anybody that's listening. If they haven't checked to see if they don't vote for a particular candidate, if to need to check and see if they abstain from certain uh voting on their ballot if that invalidates their ballot there are some places where if you don't vote for ev- in every race 
your ballot will be invalidated. So people need to check before they abstain. Like they like like what you're saying is like being foc- focused on the local or whatever, and but trying to but then possibly abstaining from the presidential race. You, people need to check and see if they abstain from any particular race, if that will invalidate their ballot before yes. before they do that. Yes, I don't think that's the case here. Um, but I, I probably have to double check because I know, like, cause like my friend ties, uh, who is, like I said, she's an organizer, but she's also like, she does both. Like she votes and then she also like works outside of, you know, mm-hmm. the system, which is a lot of, more than I can say for a lot of you niggas, um, who are doing a lot of yelling and shaming at people. Um, I have to check in with her. I don't think that's the case here in Georgia, but I have to double check. But yeah, what, uh, Shante said, definitely, uh, make sure that, um, your vote um, or your ballot won't be invalidated if you choose not to vote for the presidency. <sighs> well, I think I got everything that was on my spirit out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Nick Cannon is a... Uh... Oh, God. I didn't even say nothing yet. Nick Cannon <laughs> apologized and, and spoke to a... Uh, 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 Again? The Simon Wiesenthal Center's Rabbi Abraham Cooper on his podcast. And that was enough for Viacom to start thinking about working with him again in the future. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? But he should have never said, quit, motherfuckers need to quit being anti-Semitic anyway. As mm-hmm. soon as I saw, as soon, because see, the whole thing, as soon as I saw he was with Professor Griff, it was like, oh no. <laughs> as soon as I saw who he was with I knew it I knew some anti-Semitic knew shit was getting said and it was just like this is not okay we mm-hmm. need to stop be- we need to stop doing that shit like that's that's collect- like that's you know it's something I feel like I said it whichever episode it was but it was just like we should not be saying things that people who hate us would also agree with yep that's you the, should like not we, you should you should because the other part was that Shantae like niggas didn't listen to the whole thing niggas listened to that one clip of him saying you know white people are savages and you know they've done x y and z and not and not knowing the context of how Nick got to saying that and the context of how he got to saying that because I listened to the whole thing when it was up which <sighs> Don't say I never did nothing for you niggas. I did the work of listening to some bullshit to make sure that I wasn't tripping and that this nigga was wrong. I did that so y'all didn't have to. I listened to that whole thing and the context of him getting to that point was him repeating anti-Semitic shit. The same shit that Hitler said about the Jews. The same shit that Hitler also said about you niggas. Right. Where it... oh. It is, ugh, ugh. and I mean, those mother- <laughs> no, because like what I didn't real, you know, because like I didn't, you know, because one, they don't never, they don't never teach, they don't never teach us shit, but you know, it comes out, you know, that basically the third right was basically looking to how uh, Jim Crow America was treating black people for how they could move to basically how they, you know, systematically exterminated the, the Jewish people that were there. Like they were looking to American mistreatment of black people, but you're going to sit up here and repeat some shit by, you know, from someone or in the same line as someone 
who's basically using your, you know, your ancestors' uh, torture and turmoil to do some shit to somebody else. Like, yeah, that's and not also okay. to your other ancestors, because they're all black Jews. They're all black Jews that right. died and was killed and prosecuted in the Holocaust. Like, just, mm-mm, no. Like, just, no. Like, you need to take that, mm-mm. Stop being anti-Semitic. That's, that's, like, stop it. Stop that shit. Yeah. Stop but, I mean, I, I mean, we talk about it all the time. A lot of these niggas, and in this instance, I'm using it gender-friendly, because there were a whole bunch of black men and women going up for this shit. A lot of you niggas don't want freedom. You want power. Mm-hmm. You want the power to you want the freedom to use the powers that be to also oppress others. Yeah, and, and I'm that's sorry. why a lot, that's why we can't bring everybody in in the revolution because a lot of you yep. niggas is ops. Yeah, and going, you know what? You know something else too, like what you was talking about, how people was going up for Angela Davis, but Angela Davis also said that there's people that she does not want to be in community with. The hell, hello. So, in my Cam Newton voice, hello. <laughs> and I don't want to be in community with a lot of you niggas because a lot of you niggas, are, a lot of you ni- you niggas do not hate white supremacy at all levels and facets enough for me. And I don't want a community community with you niggas. Jeremy, go ahead and do your shout outs. Well, shout out to y'all for having me on here and letting me run as long as I do. Um, I don't know why y'all do that, but I thank y'all the same. Um, you can check out me um, and my squad at Flawless Noises. Uh, check out our website, flawlessnoises.com. We got something for everybody. Um, you can check me out on the Crown and Collars podcast. Uh, you can also check me out on the Ratchet Ramblings podcast. Um, if you know of any Black LGBTQIA um, students um, who need some help this upcoming um, school semester, Please um, tell them to get in contact with anybody from, you know, Flawless Noses in our squad where we we can direct them to the scholarship that um, we created in honor of our friend um, and co-founder, Curtis, uh, who was a proud black queer man um, who loved his community and loved his people. And we also loved his community and also loved him. So we made a scholarship in his name where we are looking to help out two students, um, again, black LGBTQIA students um, this upcoming school year. We're trying to give them $500 to help with whatever they need, whether that's books, whether that's, you know, helping with housing or what have you, or just, you know, something to eat, whatever. We're trying to give this money to, to again, to, some black LGBTQIA students, um, they can either be enrolled in a four-year university or a two-year university or trade school, community college, whatever. We're just trying to give some money and help them out um, in honor of our friend and just to help the community in general um, because cishet people, we don't do enough. Um, So we thought that this would be a good way to try to give back and help. So if you know of any students who 
qualify again. All you got to do is be enrolled in a in a school. That's honestly that's really it. Um, hit us up. I'll give the link to Rashani so he can put it in the show notes. But the it is flawlessnoises.com back backslash scholarship. Um, and again, I'll give the link to Rashani so he can pass it on. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, support black podcasters. Uh, support. Continue to support single simulcast. Come on over to Flawless Noises. Like I said, we got something for everybody. Um, and everybody just be kind to each other and stop looking for politicians to be saviors. There are people out here right in front of your face that need help that you can communicate community with. The power is in the people. The power always has and always will be with, with, with the people. You just have to believe in them. Believe in them more than you believe in politicians. That's all I got. Shanta? Yeah, keep wearing your mask. Keep wearing your mask. Also that. Just just keep wearing your mask. Keep washing your hands. Keep, keep, you know, taking care of each other. Keep doing the best that you can. And... You know, let's 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 try to live through this. Let's try to get to the other side of whatever this is. And that's what I got. The single simulcast episode three sixty eight, three sixty seven. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really. Single simulcast. It's an episode. Um. Be sure to leave a review. Um, you can be found on Twitter. Shantae's there at Shantae Fabulous. Um, single simulcast is there at Single Simulcast. Um, yeah. I hope that y'all all gained something from that conversation. I hope that y'all all try your hardest to be the best you you can be. And I hope that y'all remember that the same way we worry about celebrities getting uh, shamed or denigrated or whatever it may be while walking right past your own friend or family or whoever it may be who's sitting in a hole. So please don't lose sight of the little people in your quest to be noticed by those who are big. Yeah. Amen. Um, Y'all be good. We'll holler at you later. Peace. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.